Oh, no signal. I don't have home internet. Oh, that's a red flag. It's time for real home internet. Get Xfinity internet and mobile for just $50 a month during our Xfinity 10G network launch celebration. Switch today. Everybody, this is Sports Goose number 168. I'm Francisco, and I'm joined by my good buddies Andrew and Charles. Uh, Andrew, what's up? How's it doing? How's it being? How's it going? Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm, but I'm okay. I took some, I'm, I'm kind of the, some Dayquil. I'm kind of in the same boat as well. Uh, apologies to. Everyone watching, you're going to be hearing a lot of sniffles today and occasional sneezes. I, I didn't realize that they carded you for buying Dayquil and NyQuil. Uh, that was weird. That was a weird thing for me. I went to CVS. I think like, that's, it's, it's, it's a new thing. I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think people are starting to mix them and use them for illegal drug making or some mm. shit. Like oh, okay. Oh, okay. Don't quote me on that. Well then, that that's fun, I guess. Uh, so, uh, what's up, Charles? How's it doing? How's it being? I have I have this sick memory of my time in law school where I accidentally took like a chug of energy drink when I had a Dayquil Nyquil kind of combo, and mm. uh, the crack outness was fantastic. I I'm a goofin. I'm around. Mm. I, you guys are sick. I'm sick as fuck. As the kids say, you know, always, always be ready. You know, this is why I take, you know, I guess I'm going to brag here. I, I take like three pills of vitamin C daily to try to avoid, because I am the worst person being sick. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I over-exaggerate in every concept. So I feel bad for both of you. Um, I'm trying to figure out what game to play. So I'm still not over the wrestling hangover that was WrestleMania. So I, I, like I see WWE 2K22. I, I mess with me. In the tweet for the description for this, I call this uh, Charles's post-WrestleMania clarity right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair, because with when I play that during the show, I kind of just do the My Universe mode, so I can kind of be my own creative and make the matches I want to make instead of what Vinnie Mac gives me in real life. Mm. But last week I played a little DMC, but it was such a big cage that I only played it for like a second. Uh, and I tried it before the show came on, but I couldn't do the final boss because I forgot how to do combos. So I'm like, all right, I'll do an hour of fighters. And my thing is I could do a shooter, but the PlayStation 5 sound effects um, sometimes come out, and I don't want that to get caught in the audio feed. And I've been doing a lot of Switch lately, a whole lot of Switch, last couple of games. So I need to take a break from that. I was playing an hour of Bayonetta before we jumped onto the show. 
So, you know, let, let, let it, yeah, you, you can't, you know how it is. If you got pets or multiple children, you can't, uh, you can't just ignore one for the other, right? You have to give them both equal. equal. Yeah, I've, my, my gaming, uh, fervor has been dampened a bit. I, I mentioned, you know, I played Homefront and that was really the last major single player game that I played because, you know, multiplayer is dead now for that thing. Uh, and, uh, it ruined me. You know, it's just like like it was it just it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done what I did, but we I played through be, it. We tend to be in the lull. Yeah, yeah we t- we tend to be in the lull during this year. So I have, I, but I've been tinkering with MLB. I've been playing with the Xbox One, like the free to play stuff. I played this thing called Crossfire, which is you know just like a generic uh, PvP shooter thing. But I did pretty good in my first round of that game, and then I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. It's simple, small little arenas that you're fighting in, you know, kind of, you know, military shooter, but I kind of reminded a little bit of, like, Quake in some sort of way. But then, you know, I get a notification when I open the game, and it's like, hey, guys, thanks for all the support. We're, we're closing down our services in May. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well, finally, a game that I actually kind of enjoyed, and it's, it's dying already, so... Go figure, go figure, and I'm, I'm not, and I'm not jumping onto Call of Duty any of that stuff. I tried to play Apex, couldn't get into that. Um, I just yeah, try- I never understood the Apex love. Yeah, I, I played hey, Francisco. Yes, Andrew. Have you tried Raid Shadow Legends? Oh well, Andrew, I have tried Raid Shadow Legends. You know, they their live services aren't going down anytime soon, and they have around like six hundred different champions, in-game rewards. You know, if you get to level fifteen, level twenty-five, you get some stuff. You can just put in our promo code Mar S E S P, and and you guys can can get some goodies. Uh, or you can head down to our link. I think it's like raidshadow.net slash sportsgoose. I don't know. It's something like that. I don't don't quote me on that, but it's somewhere down there on Twitch. You can click on that and you can head on over and 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 you know have some fun with with that. Download it now for your PC, your Mac, you know, on, on mobile phones, your iOS, your Androids, what have you, your Andrews as well. I'm sure you can play Raid Shadow Legends on <laughs> Andrew. There you go. And uh, yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) what? I just have this, you know, imagining Andrew. Like, remember my Centennial Man? Uh, Oh, with Robin Williams. Williams Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I just had this image for whatever reason of Andrew coming back, not dying, and then becoming part robot and like a nanny, and then someone plugging Raid Shadow Legends on them. Definitely something you can see. Do you know what always? always bothered me about bicentennial man that's not good there was that (laughs) one scene there was that one scene in the trailer where a a female bot saying u-g-l-y you ain't got no alibi you ugly but they never showed that in the movie i i am annoyed by it to this day for the for the false advertising you mean to tell me that Warner or whoever the distributing company, which I think was Warner Bros., showed restraint to Christopher uh, Columbus, who made a lot of terrible movies? <laughs> Man's more renowned for Mrs. Doubtfire and then the first two Harry Potters, but couldn't, I'm gonna say it right now, couldn't come up with an original thought if he tried. Um, was, was Christopher Columbus by? I, I don't want to throw that heat in that slander. Well, that's I want to make sure, but I'm almost certain. I'm almost certain it was him. 
So welcome. This is a sports show, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, Christopher Columbus did. Hot damn, I'm good. Um, <laughs> yeah, screw that movie. That was the weird Robin Williams uh, generational trend for those three years where he was just making weird movies like that, One Hour Photo. Fantastic. Christopher Williams and Sam. Um, and then what? There was a one with Edward, not Edward Burns, but Edward Norton, where um, Death to Smoochie. Those four years were just very. Oh, weird. yeah, Death to um, Smoochie. I remember right. watching that on very Comedy weird. Central. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of decent talent, too. But you're like, ah. Oh. Sports show, everybody. I yeah. just flung muck at Christopher Columbus. Makes I, me feel good sometimes. <laughs> I still remember him for having everybody clap for Hagrid and me when I was an avid Harry Potter reader. I was like, just send me the book! Why are we doing this? I still feel that way now. Looking at you, Steve Clovis, who wrote Preserve Basketball, trash-ass movie. That's You're the reason why, Steve Clovis. I have to make a, a damn seven-season Harry Potter show on HBO Max. Not that I need to watch. Just read the book and watch the movies. You don't need this oversaturation, just like sports. Mm. Why do I need an XFL for it? You're already on week nine, Rock. You go to playoffs. There's playoffs in your world. I thought everybody gets a participation. Could you imagine the winner of XFL? You know what the hell would be for me? Your entire family copy of Black Adam, terrible movie, and Terramano, tequila. I, I would just, like, you know what? I'll just go sell cars or something. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, sheesh. I was watching, gosh, man. I, I, I keep remembering Black Adam. I'm just like, that was a movie. <laughs> And then, and then my my friends there looked me in the eye and said, "You know that wasn't that bad." I'm like, "I will snuff films." What was the best part of that movie? If you had to, was it was it Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate? When it went to credits. When it went to credits. When it went to credits. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Charles went to credits because like, he. Pierce properly casted. Yeah, you you saw the Mario movie, right? I cannot confirm or deny right now. Okay, that all right. That may be a non-sponsor. That may not. Be. Mm, okay well you then know, don't, don't, don't rub my shine here so we were talking before the show to start because we were talking about game like show games that uh, you know you're, you're trying to play something charles andrews plays mlb on the side and we were talking about some things but there's like a uh, there was a prop that i heard on a different podcast and i think i'd like to talk about it here just for a little bit because uh, we'll talk about NHL and things like that. Andrew has a couple topics that he actually wants to talk about as well. We're only 11 minutes in, so we got time for this. It's a short, short thing. Maybe it could be longer, but regardless, I mean, you know, baseball's happening. It's there. It's it's going on. It, the, it will Rays, be a short cage. I'll yeah. tell you that now. The, the, yeah, the Rays are 10-0. and 0. They're, they're spanking the, well, the, it's already two nothing versus the Red Sox, which confirms that the Red Sox are a trash team. Cause whoever the, it seems like whoever the Rays be are considered a trash team. So, <laughs> so here we are. The Red Sox are trash, everybody. It's, it's official. So Yay. thank you, Tampa, for confirming that. And, uh, so, uh, speaking of like the gaming and stuff, is there a video game that was released? Let's say, let's say a uh like a decade or something like that since you were 10 years old that you would take back to your 10 year old self to blow their minds and what game would that be as an adult as yeah adult you go back and you're like here you go and you just kind of you give them the console of the game and you kind of so, just disappear uh so wait wait so this is a 
current game that I would take back to my 10 year old so, self. I'm not, not just, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna uh, like the caveat. So like, you know, we're all like 30. So let's say uh, a game that released in your, like your twenties in your twenties that you would take back to your 10 year old self. Uh, cause like, I, I would think that's that a game since then would be like leaps and bounds higher than, cause like when I was 10 years old, it was like the N64. And then by the time I was, uh, you know, like 10 years later, it, and it was like, you know, you got the, the, the PS3, the, the, the Xbox 360, the Wii, things like that. Um, or heck we could even go a little like 15 years later, but regardless, like some, a game that like absolutely like mind blowing to, to your to your younger self like you you're you you wouldn't have left your home because you would have been consumed with this this futuristic little thing that came out you can even do like movies and stuff like that but i don't think movies it would be as mind-blowing well, as a video game is, am i am i bringing the same console too yeah you're you're bringing the yeah, console in the, the game you're like you're not you're not putting uh you know god of war 2018 on the ps1 you know you're, you're you're bringing the console with you and just like, here's the console. Here's the game. Here you go. You little 10 year old self. Here's the future. I got to go. One game. So I have to John. Well, well, for me, considering that the vast majority of games that I played were sports games, Mm. pretty much any, uh, particularly baseball or hockey games, you know, NHL, whatever the most recent NHL or MLB game, if only just to show the graphical increase, that okay. in of itself would blow my mind. Because, you know, I used to think, and honestly, let's be honest, all of us when we were younger thought, wow, these graphics are so lifelike and amazing. And then imagine... You know, like, imagine Halo. That was another game that I played when I was younger. Imagine Halo 1 graphics, and then all of a sudden you've got Halo Reach, or that came out about, or I'd say Halo Reach, because that was the last good Halo game. Hmm. Um, or in terms of just graphics, whatever the most the most current Halo game would be in that time period you're talking about i think the story the story would have been less important to me it would have been more about just seeing the graphic uh graphic change and how much it had jumped forward yeah oh yeah. and then also for the baseball one being able to say i can play as myself for real now like mm. i remember that was my reaction when the first road to the show came out mm. um so, yeah, that would that would probably be my answer. Is any sports game? It would be more for the graphics. Okay. How about you? Anything. How about you, Charles? You're giving us some thought. I mean, if you gave me N sixty, if you gave me N sixty four era or PS one era, I would disagree on the graphics because you know those graphics were known to be trash. There was only select games that really made it work. Like I think of my N64, the WWF, No Mercy, or WrestleMania 2000s look good, but man, there's some bad pixelation on the N64. Like PS, the, oh man, I feel like oh, all the nerds are gonna beat the shit out of me. I don't understand how people can like Final Fantasy VII graphically at the PS1 where it literally looks like cheap Dollar Tree toys. I'm just saying that right now. 
So you should love any kind of console generation that came afterwards, whether mm. it be PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5, Xbox, and, and Switch. Here's my question to you, Andrew. And this is, you talk about graphics. Yeah. I talk about um, scope. And I talk about um, innovation, ingenuity, because mm. you look at a Nintendo brand game, for the longest time, for the first four, sorry, Francisco, the first three or four consoles that came from Nintendo, NES, Super NES, uh, GameCube, not counting the handholds, were kind of bland with originality. And it's then when you're getting, like the GameCube was just weird for the controller, right? But it always actually looks, to be honest with you, looks and the Xbox, just saying, and on par with the PS2, just from what I remember. But the idea of you talk about the PS2 generations now and N64, are we saying when I was 10 or when the consoles came out? This is very important. When you were 10 years old, not when the consoles came out. When you're, or... 10, you're 10 years old, you're a 10 year old little right, boy. So 10, 10 was N60. I got to put my controller down so I can think on this. 10 was N64 PS1 Sega. So it's still right. Yeah, Dreamcast. Um, yeah. I I, I, I think came introducing out. two things, an ability to, if you gave me a Wii game or a Switch game that requires you use the remote and the motion controls, it would be something supreme because it actually made you feel more engaged mm -hmm. in it than just sitting on the TV coming into it. Um, like if you gave me Mario Galaxy or Galaxy 2 on that component, it, it's an engagement that you don't have. The PS3 tried to do some weird stuff. If you remember with the motion control, but it was kind of weird. PS5, haptic features are nothing original. It's just better vibrations, right? But the N64, we were given the rumble pack, and that was a game changer for all of us. But I, I would say it, it's a twofold component, and it's not a fair answer, but I'm sorry. This is the answer you're going to get. I would give them Wii Mario Galaxy 1 or 2, because that, to me, was very engaged, because on one hand, you're using the... Um, controller get the surprise the other hand you're really coursing mario and you can shake it you can actually do performance moves because the idea is you know a console i'm gonna kind of cheap into the console if you can engage in any way like if you had a harry potter game with the Wii, i can cast like i'm doing spells or spider-man like i'm flipping it out there so that's one and then two i would really say um andrew had mentioned hey you see he's giving the game i'm giving you the console uh, um but when you're talking about games the fact that you can do online gameplay is something with your buddies mm. it's still something so great now because eight-year-old nine-year-old ten-year-old charles was 1999 and i moved around a lot as a kid um not to get to that story but you know there was a consistency once you're moved you're gone you can't hold those relationships you didn't have social media you can call on the landline what the hell are you supposed to talk about you're 10. um you know you're no pen pal so the idea to go from there so um and I, I didn't do Madden until like 2005, so if I could play any capacity. So what, what can I say to a big like, well, shit, man. It, you know what? Splatoon was a game changer. I'm just mm. saying. But I didn't have the voice functionality of that one either. So I, I'm sorry. I can't give you an answer on that one, but I'll, yeah. I'll give you an answer. Sure. Um, Console-wise, importance of the scope and the gameplay. But, you know, I think scope of the gameplay is there. But, you know, it, it's... Graphics are one thing, but it's story. But I would actually say, and I know this sounds like a cop-out, though, but on a spectacle, I think if I played Uncharted 2 for the first time when I was 10 years old, I would have creamed my pants. Um, <laughs> yeah. It has different stories. You know, it's funny, stories. Charles. It, Charles, it's funny. I was going to... I was just about to say, I, as I was thinking about it, because 10 years old, was an, it was 2002 for me. Mm -hmm. Halo came out just a couple of months before I turned 10. Yeah. Um, so I think 
So to to so my ten year old console generation would be Xbox PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I I think you're right. If 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 I had had access to Uncharted, which I'll be honest, I I I mean again I haven't played a lot of you know story mode type games, but I Halo and Uncharted like my two favorite franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if I had access to Uncharted, any of them really, um, I I would have been my mind blown. I mean, my mind was blown when I first played that demo in fucking Walmart. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll I don't know. Uncharted is just Uncharted is like a movie in a video game. It's it's yeah. not a it's not a movie video game. It's or it's not a video game movie. It's a movie video game. <laughs> it's amazing. better than the actual movie that they made of the video game. I would assume that's true. And the reason why I would say Uncharted two, just example, I think that's my favorite one. Sometimes four takes it, but you're mixing in beautiful graphics, good story action component but i i i'm from the platformer generation so there's not a surprise where i put in galaxy as an option because it's taken the highest evolution of mario for me and even though i love mario odyssey galaxy is very very you guys heard me play it last year i uh, i um, would i would i would have brought odyssey tech. to my 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 10 year old self to be honest yeah, well, there, now you can segue. What is what are you bringing to the table? So I'm I'm bringing Odyssey as Odyssey's great. If I if as the game because I, as much as I love Galaxy uh, uh, or Galaxy Two, I think Odyssey would have been like it, it would have blown my my ten year old mind just from the graphics alone and just be like and just comparing it to Super Mario sixty four uh, because that was really what Odyssey was kind of more of the spiritual successor of. Because Galaxy and Galaxy Two were kind of their own thing, you know. Like Odyssey was just its own thing. Like it was more like Mario sixty four. There was so many references to Mario sixty four. It's it was insane. And like if you go and you know deep dive it on YouTube and stuff like that, you can see how like basically that was what they were trying to do. It was like Mario sixty four, but ten times better than what it was. So that was that's probably the game I would choose as as like that's the game. But if like ten years old, yeah, ninety seven for me. So yeah, I would if I think I did get an N sixty four that year. But let's say if you, you caught me, yeah, I think yeah, I think I did get an N sixty four that year. Maybe, I think later on in ninety seven. I don't know if I had the Saturn because uh, if I had the Saturn, then I'd have to bring like Sonic Frontiers or something. Because <laughs> like even Sonic, <laughs> even Sonic Frontiers for me uh, as a as a mid thirty year old here, like Sonic Frontiers, like I, I was just smiling end to end while I was playing that game. And Sonic games have been terrible for like the longest time, but but Sonic Frontiers brought a smile to my face. I can't wait for all the DLC to drop. There's a bunch of it still dropping. I'm not going back to the game for the like a year. Why I won't I won't play it yet? Honestly, we sh- we shouldn't play it until like maybe like november like because that's when the game released last year like they're they're there's so many new things that they've added they're adding the spin dash now they're gonna add the extra characters so it's gonna be a completely different game by the time i go back to it which i will which i will and then so that's what i'm waiting on for that so because like breath of the wild seems like a cop-out even though yeah breath of the wild but even that i didn't even play a zelda game by that point so i i don't know if my 10 year old self would have handled it what 
Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want Breath of the Wild there because it's it's so you gotta remember you're also ten, so you're still dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah. The intuition of making things, crafting things. That, that's why I wonder how I could play platformers. Like, how the hell did I do this at five or six? Ducktails? Mm. What? And the rage that I feel now to that game. Yeah. Um try to play as an adult. But no, no, I, I can agree with you on that one. Yeah. Because like, like, sheesh, even like the Pokemon games, I, I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't be. I'm, I, I'd like violent, and I'm sure it would look mind blowing by then. But like, there would have been like ten year old me growing up and seeing like how much, like if if I brought back Violet and Scarlet and 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 saw the evolution of gaming, I'm just like, why is this? Why are these other games look better and play better than this game? You know, I think that would have been a mistake. Uh, so you, that was the, uh, the choice there for for those types of games. But all right, so just a quick thing. We're at twenty five minutes, so that's what I wanted to talk about there. Quinn Snyder is coaching the Hawks. I forgot about that. Uh, the Heat game has started already, so that's going on uh, between the Hawks and the Heat here, in Miami, and um, uh, the other thing, Penguins and just right now. What? Oh, never mind. I thought uh, you were going NBA for a second. I'm not, I'm not ready yet. Oh, uh, uh, no, no, I'm not ready. I'm just talking about the scores right now because I just want to look at it. But the Penguins and, and the Blackhawks are starting. If the Pens lose, I think, the Panthers will actually make the playoffs. So they could clinch, even though the Blackhawks are a tanking team. But they could still win for pride because I don't think – I'm not sure, but I don't think they'll they, – if, they have, if they haven't locked the worst record in the league – uh, then they would lose, but if or if they're not in the running for it no more, then they might as well win. Anyways, and then yeah, baseball. So oh, Andrew wanted to talk about some things, and I think they had something to do with sports because apparently this is a sports show. <laughs> uh, so my big thing is, and well, is this an Andrewverse thing? Can I just do that? Do you want me to go there? Sure. Little studio. Um, yeah, why not? I mean, it's not as nebulous and crazy as a usual Andrew verse, but whatever. Um, so the first thing I want to mention is there's some, as as one person was describing it, there's some smoke coming out about or renewed smoke coming out about um potential uh conference realignment again in college college sports um you could you could almost say that if the news is correct that the big 12 is going to raid shadow legends the pack 12 okay um but but seriously the 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 news is that colorado might be moving back to the big 12. Uh, colorado used to be in the big 12 for a long time but then in the kind of the big the big conference realignment that happened about a decade ago, um, they moved over to the Pac-12. Um, but it, the Pac-12 is looking very shaky. 
apparently the only major suitor for a TV deal for them is the CW. Oh. So, <laughs> so you're competing with, like, The Flash. <laughs> exactly. Well, Flash is retiring, um, so that's why. Or they're ending it, so there you go. That's the reason. Oh, okay. Like, and even then... And again, this is this is all rumors. This is all, you know, none of this has been, you know, said. I mean, the Pac-12 is saying that everything is fine, but their number two in command just left the conference for somewhere else. Um, and then this this news coming out that the only real suitor is the CW. Things are not looking good over at the Pac-12, and then there's been this, you know, will they, won't they news for the past few months, uh, ever, really ever since the UCLA-USC decision to move to the Big Ten, um, that the quote-unquote four corners schools would be moving to the Big 12, and that would be Arizona, Arizona State's. Utah and Colorado um, because Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico are considered the four corner states. Um, but anyway, so the smoke is that Colorado might be moving. If that's the case, that might set off a chain reaction where the other four corner schools might decide to move. I mean, Deion Sanders um, most likely would be pushing for that so they can get better recruits, right? I would assume. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Texas and Florida, enough said. Um, you know, California, Texas, and Florida are kind of the, the triple crown of the best college recruits. Um you know, color. I mean, they're losing California, fine, but the two—if you had to choose the two big ones, it would be Florida and Texas. Um, in Texas alone, that conference has Houston, Texas Tech, Baylor, uh, TCU. I think there's one more in there. I can't remember, but I'm pretty. I think there's one more in there somewhere. Um, and then Florida, you've got UCF, and you know UCF. Even though UCF is not in Miami, which is the real hotbed, um, or just the Tri County area, I should say, um, Orlando is only four hours from Miami. Um, really, it's. I mean, unless you're coming from the far Panhandle. Uh, you know, next to the, the Alabama border, really, you're no more than four hours from Orlando at any point in the state. Um, so if you're a college recruit and you want to see Deion Sanders, you know, it's just a, a four-hour jog uh, or the Keats, uh, the far panhandle or the Keats. forgot to mention the Keats. Um, you're only really four hours from seeing Deion Sanders. Um, so that's in its own way, kind of a huge benefit because you're in the most centrally located city, major city in the state. Um, and then Texas. So, I mean, you're right. Dion would probably want that. Plus, it's tougher competition. 
Um, so, you know, it can prove, you know, we can really compete with the big boys because honestly, there's really nothing left in the Pac-12 that's any decent, uh, any decent except, depending on the year, Oregon and Washington's pretty solid, but. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of smoke, but there's no indication of fire yet. And there's been a lot of false starts on this. You know, will they, won't they? Uh, you know, now they're saying, you know, it'll be in the next week that the Big 12 will vote on it. Uh, but God knows. Uh, second, I wanted to discuss UCF. And... Actually, for once, I'm going to, well, it's a negative story about UCF. Let me mention that. So there was a report that a former UCF baseball player uh, came out and said that UCF, at least in the beginning of the season, was using altered baseball bats. Um, which would make sense because UCF was hitting all of the home runs at the beginning of the year. Um, when pressed for comment by a reporter named Trace Trilko, um, the head coach, Greg Lovelady, did... The man should run for office because the non-answer he gave was absolutely fantastic. Um... He was like, you know, we did the internal investigation, you know, maybe there, maybe there was something, maybe there wasn't something, you know, we handled this internally. It's like, the man, the man is so fucking guilty. It, it was, it was an amazing non-answer. And the crazy thing is, this wasn't some kind of secret, you know, gotcha moment where, you know, he hadn't heard where he hadn't heard the rumor or whatever, or the administration hadn't heard the rumor. They had to know that this was coming, but the administration didn't say anything or prepare something, and Lovelady didn't say any, uh, didn't prepare something. <clears throat> so you had to wonder, you know, was it just hubris? by UCF to think that, oh, no one's going to ask that question. You know, this is a, a potential black mark on the school and the program and the baseball team. But nah, no one, no one's going to ask that question there. The media is all on our side. All right, so I'm, I'm playing it now in the background. I'll let it play. Vestige of the glory days of the Stanley Cups for the Blackhawks. I'm trying to. Oh, there it is. There it is. And some things that you know you just have no control over what other people say, whether they be true or not true. Um, things that uh, you feel like you need to, to address internally, then we address them and, and make sure that um, those things don't happen. And the things that make sure those don't things don't happen. Unfortunate. But just just part of it, part of the process. So just um, you know, handle our things and, and then 
go on and try to, to try to handle the next day the best we can. Have you conducted an internal investigation of this? We've, we've handled everything we needed to handle internally and done everything that we can. So what was the alteration that was being, what were they doing? To make sure that, you know, whatever I haven't heard what the alterations were. I haven't seen what the like, alterations like the, were. They're metal bats. I mean, you can't cork them, even though there's been plenty of videos of showing that corking the bats really actually makes them worse. But, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know what, yeah, I don't know, maybe a different metal. Maybe I have no idea. Something inside. Um, uh, okay, well. All right, I'm not going to go down this this college uh, our college baseball board, but oh, it's posted by USF fans, so there you go. <laughs> I probably should go down. That so according according to WRUF, which is an ESPN station out of I'm going to go ahead and assume Gainesville, based on their website, which shows uh, the swamp and UF, they're saying it might be something called. Um, rolling a roll a rolled bat, which I've never heard of that before. Um, let me see if I can look it up. Rolled it's an accelerated break-in process for composite bats that brings a bat to peak performance. Okay, um, and it adds twenty to forty feet to solid hits. Mm, so okay. I, I guess it's I guess it's almost like the equivalent of how Rawlings or not Rawlings Louisville Slugger with their wood bats. Admittedly, they put this intense pressure on the on the bat, and what it does is it kind of tightens the grain or whatever. It makes it harder. Mm, um, mm -hmm. So if that's the same, if that's what they're talking about, that would make sense because. It would tighten up the metal and make it more trampoliney. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, if, if that is what happened, I mean, you know, shame on UCF. I mean, you know, it, I just wonder it, how, it, how how would they actually do that? Like. Uh... Like I, I, I don't know what that process would be like. I don't know some internal thing that they're doing uh, inside to alter the bats like that. I'm not sure. What it's like some sort of rub that you do on it. I have no idea. I've I've never heard of it, so I wouldn't know. Mm. But in any case, I mean, if if Love Lady knew about this, uh, you know, I think she'd be fired. You know, I, you know, I wasn't a use or right, let me, let me, I wasn't really a big up. UCF fan at the time, but UCF use did uh, impermissive, impermissible benefits back in like the <clears throat> early 2010s. Um, they had like an agent or whatever and shit. So, you know. I'm hoping UCF didn't do this, but if if you listen to Greg Lovelady, you know he looks so so guilty. Um, oh wait, have they found I, him? What makes it worse, I think. What's that? Have they found him actually doing something, or is Andrew assuming? 
I mean, I'm assuming, and Ooh. you know, <laughs> where's your loyalty to your team, man? Aren't you, you know, aren't you Mr. Justice for all? You know, and all that stuff, and it's since proven guilty. You gotta support the love lady over here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, listen. You're talking. Look at where I come from, where I'm like, I know Roger Clemens was juicing, but too many times on this show, what have I said, boys? I'm like, oh, I didn't find anything on, on him. <laughs> don't, don't come to you. I mean, listen, uh, in my... Ring ball there for baseball. They don't want I mean, in my, in, my pro- in my professional I, life, of course, I, I, I make no judgments. You know, as a journalist, you always say someone allegedly committed a crime. Or, you know, in you always assume as a lawyer your client didn't do it. That's that's the only way you can really survive in the business. Oh no. Um Trust me, we know what they be doing. We just say, but is it fair what's happened to them in the criminal world? Francisco can speak to it now as criminal. But here in my private life, I mean, if if the dude if the dude had given even some semblance of a prepared answer or even took the time to make it seem like it was false or whatever, you know, fine. But his serious lack of an answer, it, I mean... Unless he's a sociopath, unless he's a sociopath, unless someone is a sociopath, no one is that good of a liar off the cuff. I, I got defensive uh, here. I feel like, and I know nothing going on, but I've seen many college coaches that literally give the same non-answer to recruit violations. Bama did it too with homeboy who was uh, alleged shooting people up. And I, I think play. it's a PR thing more than anything else. Yeah, it's not an individualistic if, thing. Maybe it's, it's closer to home for you, but take off the rose-colored glasses. And it's something that you see all the time, and not just in college football, if, everywhere. In professional sports. Well, see, here's happens. the thing. If, if it was a PR thing, Andrew, there are, are like, yeah, ways you could... Are they supposed to say, yeah, I did it? I'm not saying... I'm not saying that he's. I'm not at all saying that he has to say that he did that they did it. I mean that would be stupid, but and no one would expect that. But at least come prepared with some answer other than internal investigation. You know, if it we may have done it, we may have not have done it. Take the time to prepare some sort of an answer instead of being blindsided. But I, um, I think that's the answer, if, though, because if you're going to an arbitrator or individual investigator, you can't really comment further than that without compromising anything. Well, then just say, I can't comment at this time. But that's the reason why you give a blanket statement. You don't have to say I can't comment. So you're, you're you're in a sense, like you're, they're damned if they do, if they're damned if they don't. At this point, well, that that's today. That's 21st century media, right there. But I know, but but that's kind of like they, what what's I, I, being said. I think. 
I'm, I'm just I thinking feel, of it from a PR I'm, standpoint. Like, I know public relations person is going to be like, yeah, go up there and we're not letting you like, just, just keep it to this script that we gave you, you know, internal investigations. And that's it. You don't say nothing more after that. That's somebody was in his ear yeah, before this. Because you, you, of course, you know, who's there? The AD for UCF. This is not your guy. Love lady, love lady. I almost said love lady. Saying hi, love lady. Does not have autonomy to speak on behalf of the program. There's a full investigation. He's just a coach at the end of the day, right? You know, I, I can't speak for the entire organization. I work for has to be the CEO. Francisco can't speak for his boss. Go for there. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some insider stuff. It's just because maybe it's closer to home for you, Andrew, that you want more, you demand more, because what matters to you is the spirit and the letter and the integrity. But in reality, man, you see this stuff all the time everything every speak every organization side note i got my ass handed to me in online flame fighters and i just beat a guy now so i'm like this is good give me all that contradictoriness um but yeah dude you you, you have to really go into your you have to know your boundaries because either a you're implicating yourself by saying something because remember there's a difference between spokesperson for the university versus your own private attorney and counsel and agent and then two like man media i'm sorry i know both of you guys have media credentials media, crocodiles in no the more. lake man or in the swamp they're gonna feast mm. at the end of the day they can sense that weakness that's why you've seen some guys why do you think all these coaches act very vanilla in that sense because every time there's been something wild you know they, they've been made a bad example of for a lot of coaches in the past right where they just kind of dig themselves deeper and deeper and deeper um damn mud i i think i think lovelace or lovelace love lady kind of said the perfunctory statement and it's perfunctory but it's the same thing if you were a defense counsel your client just got arrested you know my client has to be arrested on charges you know we believe in fair process if it's over we give it we will see that justice prevails poof guy has like murder suicide charge but hey or not murder but murder charge going on but you still have to go through the particulars he's going through the motions maybe my example is a little bit extreme I, i'm still a lawyer sometimes so the brain was in there on the day back to back in a row i win sorry I got excited. I usually win fighting games online. Well, I mean that Your I've already kind of given. My, I mean, I've already said it already. I think it's he. I'm not faulting this coach for he's a baseball coach at the end of the day. So it's not like he's well-versed. He's a college baseball coach. It's not like he's well-versed. He's not going to be. He, he doesn't have as much experience with the media and things like that as as your boy uh gus out there for for the football team so yeah it's just yeah. say i think he handled it as best as he could what else he's gonna say like he's, he can't say nothing more if there's an internal investigation you don't want to compromise that at all uh, and just let it go from there if if uh, and in if he if he didn't if he didn't know about it then okay then he didn't know about it all right we'll see what happens maybe maybe some uh uh, some some equipment hand on the side was doing this for the for the players and things like that, like under the coach's nose. Who you know things like that happen. Heck, that's it. the Angels had that guy that was like just dealing drugs and all that stuff. That's one of their players dying. So that's stuff like or that can happen under your had nose. People cheating and they set the process. But but you know I stuff like that can happen under people's noses and they don't know. So I, I think right yeah do the internal investigation. Maybe there was, maybe he had nothing to do with it. Maybe he had no idea this was going on nobody knew except for some players that are trying to get an edge you know it's you know baseball is competitive man and sometimes people do what they need to do in order to get ahead you know like david ortiz took some steroids now he's a hall of famer look what happens right 
<laughs> you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., you know, uh, ate, ate a few poppy seeds. I don't know. That's his excuse, right? Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so that's... Oh, that's he, uh, he said he had a ringworm. Yeah, there we go. That's what he yeah, ringworm, you know. So that yeah, stuff like that happens, right? You know? Barry Bond started eating a well-balanced breakfast. Like it was some players do what they need to do to get ahead. And same thing with like equipment and stuff. Guys cork their bats. Apparently rolling, rolling bats is a thing that I just found out thanks to this. And yeah, yeah, that, that could be it. You know, so yeah, baseball is super uber competitive and players will 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 undermine the system will undermine their own organizations or schools in order to get ahead so this this coach might not have anything to say he might have known that that such a thing could exist but just that it wasn't going down where he was so that's all i could say that's 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 me all righty well if if that's the case then you know that's this just happened right it was like a few days ago that's yeah if that's the case then that's on the administration for not taking the time to say okay you you're probably going to get this question you know any good lawyer coaches a witness on what to expect question wise um but it seems like the administration didn't do that with with love lady if that's the case then that's definitely on them I think you just want a better answer than what you were given. And I think he gave a satisfying answer. I think even if they did do administration, it's from there. And I think that maybe it's just close to home because you can't necessarily. I mean, uh, this is a former player, right? This is a former player that's accusing or that that's saying that this happened, right? Correct. Correct. So former player. I mean, I mean, how good has USCF been in baseball? Like what? What has been yeah. there? Like, are they? Uh, they don't make the tournament, right? No. Okay. So we're 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 definitely a below average program. That's a damn short. Okay. Alrighty. You sound like you're a mile yeah. away. By the we way. We need all the help we can get. Yeah, you're you're far. Unless you went to get something, but anyways, um, taking off public. So I, I, I guess that's kind of the end of what I wanted to discuss. Um, but, you know, that took up some amount of time. We can move on to something else. I, we're at the 50-minute mark. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to go through another score update. So heater down nine right now uh, in after the first quarter against the Hawks. So that's that's what's going on. I haven't looked at the stats or anything like that, but I'm watching it on the side and the I'm getting a bit concerned here. But the Heat, I mean, they have two chances, right? If they lose this one, then they got to face the team, the winner of the nine ten game, right? Nine ten. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So there you go. The Marlins are actually winning. Goes, it's nothing, dear lord. The NBA ra- The Rays the are spanking ra- the Red Sox. Um, oh, five nothing right the now. These are winning ten to two. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you guys lost yesterday, right? So there you go. So that's that's the baseball stuff. Okay, so let's just do a word from non-sponsors. We're at the 50-minute mark. Let's start early, right? Uh, People and places and things and concepts and what have you that we've been enjoying over the last week. All right, so who wants to start this week? Let's go. I will start. I started last week, so I'll let one of y'all do it. Go ahead, Charles. I am 
I am 33 years old, and when you get as old as I am, not many things are a constant. You know, thankfully, I've been blessed to have my hair still be a constant. I have some friends of that age who don't. Sorry, guys. Um, you know, natural hair products, it helps you. You know, good shampoo, good conditioner. What can I say? You know, animals don't stay with you. Family and friends kind of do, but then sometimes they suck. You want them to stay away, but we love them all the same. But, you know, you don't get to keep your favorite shirt. You don't keep mementos. But there's there's one constant that I've had um, for 33 years, and that's a little Italian plumber based off of New York. And I remember playing Mario on my NES, and I remember playing him on a Super NES, and I remember playing him on my GameCube. Yeah, I played a couple of Mario games on GameCube. GameCube was kind of like a hit or miss console for me, sorry. I remember playing him on my Wii, and I remember playing him on my Wii U, and I remember playing him on my Switch. We talked about Mario Odyssey, Smash Brothers, all those fun things. Mario has been a integral part of my life and foundation. You know, when I hear, it's a me, a Mario, I'm like, yeah, and his brother Luigi, wow, all that stuff. And then Princess Peach, and then Bowser, they, they have been constants. And I saw the Mario movie, and I remember we were all talking about the, the Chris Prattness. Remember, we're like, oh, and, and I kept some of the memes, the heartbreak meme, and what do I send it to you guys who weren't agreement? I said the Mario and Luigi meme, and I was like, oh, man, I remember I saw that last trailer. I'm like, this is for me, isn't it? So I saw it over the weekend. Um, it was everything I wanted to be. It was directed by or produced by Illumination, the people who did like Minions and Despicable Me. And I only saw one Despicable Me movie, I didn't see anything else, but I thought it was cute, whatever. And watching the trailers, I was like, Hey, you got Charlie Day here, you got Chris Pratt doing this guy. And I remember being like, Jack Black as Bowser wasn't, wasn't you know, intriguing me. And yeah, Joey Taylor was Peach. Um, Keegan Michael Keel, he is, is Toad. It is a 90 minute start to finish tug on my heartstrings for anybody who was introduced that little italian plumber from essentially the old Jumpman or donkey kong right back in the days to your marios and it, it hit all those points there's there's callbacks to old nes games and super nes games are not even just of their franchise but other franchises they have why is there big sounds going on it's windy up here and i got a roof that's probably gonna fly off that'll be happening maybe it's mario about to come down and beat the hell out of me and uh for not giving the proper credence to uh his history who knows but uh you know there, there's callbacks to mario kart the rainbow road scene you guys have seen the trailers i will say that the trailer does not actually spoil big bits of information but at the end of the day it's about two brothers who get sucked into the mushroom kingdom bowser is trying to get with peach you know the story i won't spoil the deals because i know francis was very interested i was enjoying it from start to finish i think i text you guys during the movie like this is for me um i laughed i had moments there was there they they have some of the music from the games in there i had a smile ear to ear I like Jack Black as Bowser. I didn't hate it. I can't spoil to you, Francisco, if you don't know about certain things with Bowser, but I was very good with it. Chris Pratt's voice as Mario doesn't annoy me, and you'll kind of see why. Charlie Day sounds like Charlie Day. I think my only complaints that I have that I'll say on the show, and once Francisco watches the movie, then him and I can inquire further on it, is that the movie ends. But if this is going to be the start of a Nintendo-verse, I don't need to be like Marvel or produce everything. I really don't also want Illumination to do all those movies. I can't imagine them doing a good art style for Zelda or for Star Fox. Not that I'm ever going 
against Star Fox if anything. But mm. I was very satisfied with the Mario movies. I think you yeah, have Donkey Kong, Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong, that made me very happy um, because I always joke with DK because one, he wears a tie, he's got good hair, and he's built. I like to think of two of the three of those. I'll leave you guys decide what the two credentials are. Um, but I can't go in front of said, but it's enjoyable. Take your kids, take your family, go see it by yourself. Why is everything falling in my house? Um, you know, it, it, it's like Bowser's about to come in. It is cute. It is adorable. It is fun. Critics don't like it. I don't care. There's just some movies that you know critics aren't going to like. It's not going to be pure cinema in a sense where it's going to be enjoyable and entertaining. And it's not dumb fun. It's just fun. Um, so Super Mario Bros. movie, go see it. You'll enjoy it. See yourself. I might, you know, see it with mom. You know, see what happens there. I might see it again. It's coming to digital, I think, next month. So the cinema is dead when we have these short frames. But it does kind of deserve that quality of seeing it in theater. Go see the XD. I don't think they're doing IMAX. Just go see the movie. $5 Tuesdays or full price. Promo code PEACHES. Mm. And I can't go further into detail until Alrighty. you see it and you'll know why yeah okay that, that's that's cool i'm i'm watching it this saturday that's when me and my sister are gonna take the those those kids on over the be their first movie theater experience so that that's exciting uh they haven't been they haven't been to a movie theater you know pandemic happened so everything they've just been watching is on tv and and through their their ipads and and so yeah i'm like they're 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 It'll be an interesting experience for them, for sure. But I really I, for I'm, you though, and for your really that's yeah. I just needed like, hey, let's just go see Mario, please, please. I need, I want somebody to go. <laughs> I mean, I would have seen it, it by was, myself anyways, anyway. But it's perfect for me because remember, I was playing Mario Rabbids mm-hmm. right into a segue. I mean, like I got, I got my two amiibos or three is two of them a Mario and Luigi, and I got you know a Splatoon one, and I'm sure I have other nonsense of Mario. Um, things it, it's it's just it, it's with you and it's a constant and you, you love it you just love it you feel good I don't know anybody who has seen it that hated it um, because it's for you it, it, it cares all right <laughs> okay well uh, I'll go okay. next all right Andrew go ahead uh, so this is a game that I've played uh, for a few years it, it a new version comes out every year RuneScape. um it's called <laughs> tap sports baseball ah okay 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 yeah um it's a fine game i mean it's never EA gonna win this? any award okay that's that's interesting well they 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 bought the rights to it oh okay so they might be dipping their, um, their toes back into the baseball stuff, maybe. Yeah. I mean, this is the first year that EA has been involved with it. It was made by an independent company prior to this. Um, so, but anyway, it's it's a fine way to pass the time. I mean, it's like I said, it's not going to win any awards. Um you know, it's not the most accurate game. I mean, Marlins Park in the game still has the uh, the green fences <laughs> and the 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 home run sculpture. So, I mean, this game hasn't been updated in what five years, at Dear least Lord. in some regards. And they they they, they just upright update the uh, the rosters. Well, they upgrade the rosters every year. Okay. But 
I mean, the fact that they didn't take the time, it sounds like it's a minor change to Marlins Park. It, they kept the same model they've been using. When was the home run sculpture removed? 2017? 2019. <laughs> was it really 2019 that they yeah, removed it? Because uh, Jeter, <laughs> Jeter came in. There was that one year, the transition period, and like the, they, they changed the logo and all that stuff, and that's when they removed everything. So, yeah, 2019. Well, okay, so... Are you questioning Marlins historian? Three, three, four, <laughs> three, four years. They... It's not like they just if if the 2019 version of the game didn't have the change, fine. It takes it takes a while to change it, but it's been four fucking years. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, enough dunking on the game. It's like I said, it's a fine way to 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 kill some time, and uh, you know it's it's fun for baseball fans it's easy to play there's only one thing you do and that's hit and you just tap the screen whenever the ball is in your swing plane so it's really a mindless game you don't have to do much so i don't know i mean if you're on the bus or just looking for a way to kill some time it's a fun game it's obviously filled with it with it's free to play so that means it's obviously filled with um uh, loot boxes and all that shit yeah. right but they do give they do give away a lot of stuff they give gifts like every day which is kind of cool in its own right um so you don't need to pay to play much like uh, and still do Raid Shadow Legends. You know, Andrew, you you are right. It's much like, like Raid Shadow Legends. You know, it's it's six hundred champions. It's free to play as well. You can download it to your iOS and your Android devices. You put in our promo. Yeah, you can put it on your PC. Just you know, get our promo code. You get some some goodies there. Hit the link raidshadowlegends.com/sportsgoose. Maybe I don't know. That might be the link. Just click on it. It'll take you somewhere. And maybe you'll get Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> so, so that that is my non-sponsor, uh, Tap Sports Baseball uh, promo code TSB. Nice. It's yeah. I have I played it briefly on my phone during the pandemic, and you know I didn't have uh, you know MLB the show hadn't been on all these systems by then. And yeah, it's it's pretty good. There's there's a few baseball games like that. There's Task Force Baseball. There's MLB Nine Innings, which is also pretty good, and has an updated model of of the stadium, Andrew. Uh, so that's but that <laughs> one's more that one's more in depth. You, you you can pitch in that one. You hit all that stuff. You can manage your your team. It kind of works. We played like, that once during the pandemic, right? Yeah, we played it against each other because we were looking to play something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah, cool. Cool beans. All right. So uh, I guess I will go last. So uh, my non-sponsor is uh, just uh, Marlins fans. <laughs> uh, just this is more of an appreciation thing. So uh, guys, if you, I, I retweet this show on my Marlins Twitter account. I have uh, so far like 2,700 followers over the last three years now 
since uh, I mean, I started it during the pandemic because I was just trying to find something to do. And since then, it's been pretty fun. It's been a fun thing to do on the side. And I've gotten um, a little closer to Marlins fans, Marlins former players and people who work with the Marlins and, and people in, around the baseball spectrum. And I, it's been really fun. So recently, and once again, this all seems like I'm, I'm trying to uh, promote something, but maybe I am a little bit. Uh, I posted a new t-shirt design that I made of the uh, Marlins of uh, Pro Player Stadium back in 2003. It's just the seating map from from the stadium way back when. And it seems like something simple, something not, not too intricate, but I mean, it took me some time just to do it and, and, and put it together, but uh, I, I posted it. Just, hey, you know, hey, if anybody wants to buy this, it's up for sale now. I, I edited it. it. Took me a couple days just to to finish it and try and make it as as accurate to the seating map chart that they had as possible. And a bunch of people liked it, and a bunch of people have bought it. It's the best selling thing on the merch store right now. And so I, I'm just how many this, sales? I haven't checked, but it's at least. 15 shirts thus far uh which is saying something for us right uh so 15 shirts um so that's that's pretty cool i'm, I'm glad people like it i'm, I'm hoping someday I'll, I'll walk around the, the the ballpark and i'll see somebody wearing a shirt and i'll be like oh oh my god there it is uh that that'd be really humbling <laughs> and really sweet for me just to see but uh just uh marlins fans in general because we've we suffer through a lot there, there are dozens of us, dozens, and you know it's uh, it's not easy. It's not easy being a Marlins fan, and uh, you know I know we've had Jeremy on talking about it as well, and uh, you know Andrew's a Rays fan. As much as the Rays have their own issues with like not having a a, a new ballpark and things like that, you guys at least have a good baseball team. I would That's true. I, I would so trade every single one of our players for every single one of your players right now. So just the combination of the two teams just like that. Okay, we have the ballpark and we'll get the except players and that's Sandy. how it is. You except know. For Sandy. Yeah. Yeah, except for Sandy. Sandy Sandy stays, uh, Jesus Lazardo stays and uh uh Luis Arias stays and Jazz Chisholm they, they they stay. Everybody else can go. And then we but but yeah, it's been cool. Marlins fans, thank you. Uh, you're my non-sponsors, even though you guys are actually paying me. So, <laughs> so in a way, you're sponsors in this sort of roundabout way. But promo code pain. <laughs> 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 oh man! Apparently, Jeffrey Loria wrote a book, and he. Jeffrey Loria wrote a book, and I think uh, Eli Sussman, who runs Fish Stripes, uh, good guy, uh, he he was reading the book. It's like 400 pages long. And he, Jeffrey Loria, this is how much of an ego this man has, equates the Marlins home run sculpture to Egyptian art. And that Derek Jeter desecrated the art world by dismantling it and putting it outside where it has to be in the elements and will rot and be destroyed. And so I find it fitting now 
that it's outside and being uh, doing exactly what Loria did to the baseball team for so many years into the fan base. So, you know, Jeffrey Loria, go fuck yourself. That shit's staying outside where it belongs. And it's one of the few things Derek Jeter actually did a good thing about uh, in this. In, well, he was here in Miami. There we go. You know, if I'm being honest, I mean, I mean, he's got a point about it rotting in the elements, although that's easily fixed. You just hire somebody to, you know, rust remediation and <laughs> upkeep. But in some ways, I think it's better for the art world because now more people can see it and they don't have to pay. Yeah, but no one goes to those games, so what can they see? Oof, sorry, sorry. I had to do it. Oh, boy. All right. All right, guys. Although that, I, will, guys. I, will, I will say this. Because the speed of games is coming down so much, I think more people are going to start going just because they don't have to spend uh, God knows how many hours. The I team mean, needs to win. Even, even way. the way you go see the 3 and 13 Mar- Florida Marlins or Miami Marlins. We've, we've, we're, 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 we won, well, we won, like we've won four instance, games, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> We've won four games. Well, like okay. for instance, four, four and thirty, four and seven. I, I don't know how much of this, like for the Rays, for example, their attendance is going up. I mean, admittedly, part of that is due to the win streak, and then a large part of that is due to the fact that they, at least for the Oakland Athletics series, opened up a lot of seats for only ten dollars uh, in the lower level. Well, that's the only level that's open they've closed up the, the top level um so something that the marlins and the rays do have in common yeah um but in in any case you know if i'll if if i can be if i know like all right game's gonna be like two and a half hours you know i'm gonna be more willing to go to a game at seven o'clock at night uh yeah i mean so far i've, it's, I've told you about my experience, the game I went to was two hours and nine minutes. That was insane. Right. Uh, and, and I didn't feel like... The, the, race, the race game yesterday against the Red Sox was two hours, six minutes. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't you feel know, like I got shortchanged. You know, you know, the boomers and people were like, oh, it meets the games are shorter. The games are still nine innings long. It's not that they're shorter. They're just going faster. That's, that's it. They're going faster. Anybody try watching a tennis match in, in real life? That shit takes forever, man. That is a long-ass match. I got things to do. Mario Tennis did not prepare me for that. So, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I, I went to actually actual tennis at the Miami Open, and I'm just like, this is still going on? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Get, get going. Get people moving. We got shit to do, all right? And the Brewers are selling their, their beers and stuff now up to the eighth inning now. And because apparently the games are going faster, <laughs> the games are going faster, so they want more sales for that. Uh, uh, because at the seventh inning, you know, and it, it ends right there. But they didn't think of the other side as to why it ends at the seventh inning is so that people can sober up for their drive home. So, right, <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers, everybody. It seems like something Milwaukee would do. All righty. Anyways. It, it defeats the whole purpose of the cutoff. Yeah, well, and yeah, then somebody's like, well, in Japan, you know, they, they sell beer throughout the games and even after the games. I'm like, yeah, that's Japan. You can walk home and stumble home and you're, you're you know, that that's that's kind of the thing. Nobody's watched anime. 
<laughs> that's kind of the thing. Play Yakuza. Play Yakuza. That's that's the culture. And it's a walkable city. You're not really getting into a car. Uh, that's the difference there. That's why. And even if even if they did drive or if they knew they were going to drink, they're going to get a they're going to get a ride there and they're going to get a ride home. They're much their country I, their their culture is a lot more responsible than American culture, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. I mean, you see all the time like the baseball players, they clean up their locker rooms after games and they they leave yeah. thank you notes. Um, fans at the World Baseball Classic, or not even the World Baseball Classic. I mean, Classic. I saw it at the World Baseball the- Classic when the game ended. There was, uh, actually, he was a Puerto Rican wearing a USA jersey. And he, as soon as they lost, he kind of just tossed his beer on the ground and just walked away. And was like, you know. Right. Uh, that's that's what I, I, I'm. I'm, or, Puerto, even, I'm, you know, I'm shooting strays at Puerto Ricans right now, but I think Charles wouldn't mind. <laughs> Well, hey, we, I'm we gonna give lie. another example. <laughs> We're Latinos; we can make fun of other Latinos. That's fine. I'm gonna give another example. You know, it's let's say one thing. You know, you want to keep your own country, your own baseball park clean, and that's something you have a responsibility for. But during the 2018 or no, no, no 2018, 2022, whatever World Cups, which were in. Uh, Russia and Qatar. Mm. Uh, Japanese fans always cleaned up after themselves. Yeah, oh. they, they are just a much more responsible culture than non-sponsored to the country of up. Japan. Glorious Nippon, right? Like we all can agree with that. Plus, they make good anime. Oh, make so you gotta you gotta appreciate yeah. them for that. I yeah. mean, listen, remember World Baseball Classic? I, I Dude, do, I mean, granted, I do love I've the been. cultural irresponsibility of the drinking at games, <laughs> anime. I I've been on an anime like just a slice of life binge lately, guys. I am running through these games. These what happened? Let's take an anime detour. All right. Yeah, I've been watching anime. That, that might have been. It, it's it's actually saving me from my my video game lull because I kind of been replacing it with anime. So and I haven't really been watching a lot of anime lately. So I'm I'm glad I've been I've been getting, going through. I already talked about Dope Mess with me, Miss Nagatoro, and I just watched uh, Tomo Chan is is a girl, uh, which is about this tomboy. She's very she's very butch. But she likes a guy, and she, and like he's like a childhood friend of hers, uh, for like the longest time. And so she finally admits that she loves him. He's like, "Oh, I love you too." But he he thought of it in a friendly sort of way, like platonic best friends that they've known each other since childhood. And she's just like trying to become more girly because she's like the daughter of like a karate master who like has his own dojo. So she's she's uh, she's trying to be more feminine throughout the show. And so that's what I watch for that. Uh, and then I just watched another one. It was about oh the one I just I, I sent you guys, which is like this. I forgot the name of the show, but uh, it's like this dude, and he plays like an MMORPG, and he uh, like in, you know MMORPGs you can get married in those games uh, with people and get stats and stuff like that. So he proposed to somebody one day and it happened to be like he's a he's a guy in high school and it happened to be like a 30 year old man 
She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just play as a as a cat girl. I'm an actual 30-year-old man. And he broke his heart. And he's like, I'm never proposing to anybody ever again. And then he gets with a guild. And uh, there's a girl on the guild. And he proposed. Like, she's like, she wants to marry him. She wants to marry him. And he's like, fine, I'll marry you. But he's just doing it because it's the game. He doesn't believe. He like, there's no women online. That's basically what his, his MO is. And they're like, oh, maybe we should meet up one day. You know, as a like IRL, like meet up with each other. So it's like his guild, and so he's like, okay, fine. You know, we'll we'll hang out. So he goes and finds out that the three people that were in his guild were actually women, and the anime starts. There you go, and they all happen to go to the same high school, you know, because convenience and all that stuff. It, it's anime. It's you know, that's the wild stuff. So I, I blasted through those lately, and that's where I'm at with my animus. I need more. I need more slice of life stuff. Well, you can join what I'm doing and catching up with My Hero Academia. But he doesn't like the Shohan kind of protagonist stuff, though. It's kind of been the what yeah. kind of protagonist? Ooh, well, it's Charles. Shonen, Shonen Here we go. Jump. Uh, yeah. Well, so all right. So we call it the typical Shohan jump kind of thing, but yeah. That's just the what company the that kind of popularized it. Inuasha, okay. Naruto, DBZ. You know how there's always a good guy. And yeah, One Piece. Guy, and there's a good guy's friend. Who are never but what was the million episodes? Shonen. 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 Yeah. S H O. Shonen. Shonen. I can't speak. You guys know this. Come on. Shonen Jump. At this point, so it's just a style. It. Okay. It's a. It's a progress. It's a typical story. It's the same thing. Yeah person who is unknown to be good or unexceptional becomes exceptional. How do they become exceptional? Because there's certain things that happen. Do they have friends? Yeah. Are the friends uh, unexceptional too? Shoot. Yes. Are, do they tend to be cooler than the main character? Absolutely. Is there a villain? Yeah. What kind of villain is there? Is it a good villain? Is it a villain that's in the hiding? Is it a villain that's up in the flames of things? Are they going to the front? What are the challenges? What are the arcs? Is there like filler episodes out of the yin-yang? Absolutely. At some point, does everything coalesce together? Yeah. How's it go through? Pretty softly. Does anybody die? Not so much. Does anybody <laughs> die? Yeah, maybe the mentor. Is there anything that devastating happens to the main character? Yeah, but do they get that power back? Sure. Do they find a new uh, deus ex machina? Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I call it. The show <laughs> yep. that, I mean, am yeah. I wrong? <laughs> yeah, that's the template. That is it. That show is him. it. Shonen, Shohen, whatever you want to call it, has like no real structural consequences, and it is your Naruto's. Your yeah, TV even like series. Dragon Ball Z. Oh, they died. Ah, just wish them back. Grab them balls. Yeah, yeah, but it's the typical feel-good story. You know what it is? It's your it's your typical King Arthur hero stuff. It's your Star Wars. It's it's your Luke Sky, not Disney Star Wars because that's trash. But it's a lot of those things. So that's my kind of anime that I enjoy. Why? Because I like good people succeeding and then i like compelling stuff that comes in do i like a little mature themes coming to yeah i watch i watch cowboy Bebop. those are not and i, Im- I imagine that. it's but how would you consider I imagine that- it's a genre that, that yeah. and two or one run home run for the rays josh lowe goes to right center field that's six one rays meanwhile over on the other on the mainland of for florida sure. uh uh, a few miles away, Tampa is tied with Toronto uh, in the second period of hockey game. The preview uh, of your first round. Preview, yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I don't put much 
faith into this the result of this game. I don't think this is going to be indicative of how the series is going to go, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I'm sure some people are going to be like, oh, we're going to win because we won this game, or oh, Toronto's going to win because they won this game, but I, I don't think so. Mm. Um, and, and don't look but at anyway, the basketball so I imagine. <laughs> Don't look right now. But I'm gonna have Charles. I imagine. Mm. So Charles, I imagine this this genre is more kind of like a, you know, makes well, like you said, feel good, or you know, it's uplifting, positive, things like that. Francisco stuff might be, but it's a typical thing of chosen hero. Finds yeah. a way to save the day. That's yeah. really what it yeah. is. With, with the most minimal amount of adversity. That yeah. Because to me, there is minimal amount of adversity. Yeah. Whatever challenges are there, the then you play. know it's it's it'll you know like in the end they'll they'll find a way. Although once again, yeah, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. Oh, there happens to be another power level that's over nine thousand. You know, <laughs> like the, that's... the running joke I like to make is Goku. Goku decided to remain dead and not be a father in order for the story <laughs> to progress differently because there's always a way out. Mm. Dragon Balls, the original, to nerd it out for a second, to be a nerd, the original concept was on Earth Dragon Balls, you die once, you can't get wished back, death is final, if it's more than a year, you can't come back, all these things. Well, how do we do with multi-res? Namekian Dragon Balls, you get two wishes now, you said one wish. There's always just something, because at the end yeah. of the day, the, human beings, even the most cynical, nihilistic person, <laughs> loves the concept of the good guys prevail, right? Plenty. Mm. They don't like the sad boy endings. Like yeah. sometimes my, you get my stuff, Andrew, is is the slices of life stuff. I mean, in a way, like it's I mean, a lot of them turn into harem animes, which is, eh, you know, like you're, it's typically the main it, character. It's a little weird. The main protagonist is a dude. He's in high school. Most likely there's very few that there are they're like adults uh, or like in college or things like that. But a few of them do that. Uh, and he just happens to be in the circumstance where he's surrounded by these beautiful girls and he's kind of a weirdo in a sense or 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 just happens to be like the guy even though he's not the popular guy in the school and like everything kind of works out in the end but some some of them are just like centric around like uh just certain characters uh like my some of them are like all girls and they're just like hanging out and just you know they're, they're like a band or something and they just travel and, and do band stuff so that's cool they're just like in a club for that um and then you get some weirder stuff like uh like haruhi suzumiya like that that the melancholy of haruhi suzumiya where it's kind of like uh more like uh, supernatural and and pretty interesting i think i think that's if you had to watch one that would be one i would recommend for that uh just just because it's it's a bit out there for sure and uh and yeah but uh you know some of them are just like oh this, this is a nice little thing and and things kind of sort of work out in the end except for certain other like oh man like there's one called like uh was it clanad and that shit that shit gets depressing at the end <laughs> <laughs> anyways that's the that's the stuff that i i watch and um well but occasionally I'll, I'll dip into the other stuff so i'll you know I'll watch like you know one punch man or um mob cycle 100 is pretty good also i like that one i haven't caught up on it but I, i'll i'll get to it eventually um and then and then there's like the joke stuff with like um uh, the way of the house husband which is uh, uh, uh yeah 
Anyways, oh, we're at an hour and 23 minutes. So, uh, let's see. So, uh, I guess hockey scenarios for everybody. Uh, so, the Penguins are nothing, nothing against the Blackhawks. The Penguins win. Uh, they will uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. They, if they lose, the Panthers clinch. And tomorrow's game against the Hurricanes won't matter too much because the Panthers hold the tiebreaker over the Islanders, who can tie the Panthers. The Canes, I think we're winning against the Blackhawks. If the Canes win, and there's some scenarios where if the Canes win and the like the the Devils lose or something like that, they the the Canes will win the division, so they'll have nothing to play for. There's a few. There's like a ton of spots available for hockey right now. Uh, so there's it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty fun. I don't want to go too much in depth into it, but that's that's the scenario for for my teams right now. And and the, the and the Boston Bruins set the single season record for victories in a season. And so they, and if they get if they get one more win and they have was it two more games? Yeah. So they're playing in one right now. So if and then they obviously have one more after that. Uh, so they, if they get a win in one of their next two games, they're also going to set the points record. Yeah, um, which is currently at 132, set by I want to say Montreal back in the 50s or something. It's definitely Montreal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to double check, but just just to just for my own test of memory, I'm going to say 51-52, just because I'm. I'm crazy like that, and I want to see if I'm right. But either way, the record is 132 points. They're currently sitting at 131 is Boston. Um, so if they win tonight or whenever their next game is, they will set a record. So they will officially, by pretty much every metric, be the best regular season team in NHL history. But the question, but the thing is, if they lose in any round, if they if they don't win the cup. It's an unsuccessful season in my mind, kind of like the eighteen and one Patriots. Well, every or every every uh, the, the every team that's had the best record in the regular season in all the uh, baseball, basketball, and hockey, and and football hasn't won their respective championships. So the Warriors, the Patriots, the Mariners, and uh, I forgot uh, the NHL was it the Lightning? Was the Lightning or? So the lightning are lightning were tied for 62 uh, for 62 wins. Yeah. Them and the Red Wings. That was the fateful law of sweep in the first round, but the jackets, honestly, I, in hindsight, that ended up being the best thing for us because then we went on to win two Stanley cups in a row. So I have a question, but I was, I was wrong. Unfortunately, it was the 1976, 1977 Canadians with 132 points. So I was off by about 20 years. Yes. Is, is the Bruins, because I know they're a bigger market in hockey, we have the Brad Marchands, right? Is them breaking all these records and them actually winning, given the circumstances of how hockey is more accessible um, to be watched, is it good for hockey business and the hockey fandom if they were to succeed? Uh, uh, I mean, out? like people hate Boston teams. People hate Boston teams, as we all know. So there's that. There's plenty of fans that don't want the Bruins to win. So you've got a good villain for sure uh, with the Boston Bruins. Because, uh, gosh, man, they're not really a feel good type of team. 
They're, 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 I mean, they're, it's a, it's a Boston team. They're pretty arrogant as fans in all sports. So you got the hat, you know, can, fans of Canada, but just for like the sport them. and the viewership, because. Because remember, ah. what it is I think the industry always want is more casual viewers to get on the continuation of things. I, I mean, I think no. I, 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 this, this would have been much more impressive for them had it been like for like, for the NHL or, or or the NHL would have would have rather let's say the New York Rangers be the team doing this okay. rather than Boston. That's really the the sweet spot for them. Like the New York Rangers, heck, they might have even wanted the Los Angeles Kings to be doing that, uh, just for for that market out there. Uh, but Boston, Boston's good. It's fine, you know. But I, I think they would have rather like the New York Rangers doing that, or maybe like uh, one of their like Golden Boy teams, like uh, like Pittsburgh with with Crosby and Penguins, like because they they can market him as a player. Uh, even though Boston's got of course I'm fantastic sure. players, but. But uh, Crosby is more marketable. People also, uh, for Canada, sure. But like, in I'm talking about like, like Charles talking about hockey as a whole. So that would be the American markets. Yeah. Like, because part of my thought process is remember. Okay, I got to do this, and I have to call people fanboys for a second. Sorry. Whenever it was Bama going the 13 and 0, people who were casuals coming into it and helps with the viewership of, of the sport, yeah. the yeah. Warriors, Lakers, the Yankees, to, with the Patriots. God, the Patriots is the worst because it created two issues. It was those who loved the Dolphins and what, 72, wherever it was, and didn't want to see the Patriots win it all. And also Tom and Bill not winning one. And then also everybody else who gravitated towards um, them. And for hockey, I haven't just seen that even with being part of this um, podcast for almost five years where you'd have a fervor. If anything, it was the lightning that would have created that fervor if they went back to back to back and won it all back to back to back, I think. But I think people like the idea of broken records for success and then winning it all because you look at, not, not to get, you know, transition to a different sport, but like the Super Bowl, who just won? The Chiefs and then God knows who they just played because my brain doesn't want to work the way it used to work anymore. San Fran. Um, but they were both one seeds. Philadelphia. No, they played Philadelphia. Oh, Philly. That's right. I'm talking about the, the curve. I, I, I was thinking um, about the other yeah, one. Yeah, they're both be. one seed. Mm -hmm. So I, I think people want it, but we're never surprised when we see one seeds get there, right? The same way of how it was the Warriors when they were that good and Cavaliers were that good. But now with hockey, because I, I know – the Lightning were supposed to be where they would be because they were the best of the best for a while, except the Panthers were the ones he last year and that got bounced out. I don't remember who won, who won last year. Uh, Carolina, right? Colorado. Or am I right? Someone help me. Colorado, thank you. Avalanche. I'm, I'm getting switched up. But if you have something that's breaking all these records and a star player, it's not Brad Marchand. Um, I think it just creates more accessibility. And I just think that for hockey itself, the accessibility of the new TV deals has helped out. So maybe it's a perfect storm. You know what else would be a perfect storm for hockey fans if they were able to get NHL 23? Someone <laughs> said no because I love how Andrew was like, "You can just play any of the NHLs." I can't, I can't. You see, I told you I was gonna bring it by any way I can every episode. Charles, it's over. Charles, for the it's love smooth. of God, it's moved. It's moved. I can buy the damn season's game. almost over. I can't, I, can't, I can't wear my Boston Bruins oh hat in the goodness. games. I'm sorry, you're gonna. Charles, I found a way. I found for a the way. love of. <laughs> Charles, for the love of God, please drop this fucking subject and get the fucking game. I like I the meme of this. so badly. We're going all in in September on NHL 24, especially if Maddie Kachuk's hey, hey, on really, the cover. That's what's happening. 
I mean, that's essentially what's happening. I was when I saw yeah. Francisco at the uh, when we saw hockey. I'm like, oh man, it'd be great to know these people's names if someone let me. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going uh, all in on NHL on on NHL um, 24 when that comes out. That's that's what that's what's happening. I got the Xbox One. It's it's going down. Uh, uh, what were we? Oh, what were we talking about? Oh, hockey. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I mean, gosh, I, I just, yeah. I guess uh, you could for the NHL. Yeah, it'd be cool to see a juggernaut like this. I mean, the Bruins aren't. It's not like the Bruins have been slack. It's not like they came out of nowhere. They've they've been a good team. They've they haven't had to do a full on rebuild in a long, long time. Actually. They they've they've kind of rebuilt on the fly. Uh, twenty eleven. That was the last time they won. They made it in twenty nineteen. They lost. So that was uh, for the. There's a few guys still on the team from that era, but um, but for the most part, that the the Bruins have kind of uh, found ways to transition and drop some guys, get some new pieces, and lo and behold, look what they've been doing. I mean, this really wasn't expected of any team. Uh, especially the Bruins. So there's, it's more, more of a surprise that they've been this big, gigantic juggernaut. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs because they haven't had to play any meaningful games in a, in a long time. But uh, anyways, so that's yeah, an hour 32. So I guess we can move on to uh, to basketball. Oh, wait, can, I, can I cover a couple more hockey-related topics really quick? Yeah. Is that McDavid's uh, the goal? First off, Connor, McD- Connor yeah. McDavid. Mm-hmm. Heart trophy. Immediately. Season. Unanimous. Historic he season. 100 he 150 points. 150 mm-hmm. points. I'm almost following up with everything. I'm proud. He, he's, he's the first player to, to top 150 points since. I don't know if it's a Mario or Mario. I, I've heard uh, with, it pronounced both ways. It, with, uh, I think his he's Mario Lemieux. Mario. I think it's because it's French, um, in that sense. I guess he's Mario Lemieux. So Mario Lemieux in the mid nineties is uh, the first time someone's um, topped one hundred fifty points, and dude's gonna win all of the trophies. <laughs> he's obviously the top. Top goal scorers. That's the Richard Trophy. Um, he's going to get the Hart Trophy. Yep. Um, I I can't think of any other major trophies for forwards, but if there are any, he's going to get them. Yeah. Um, who knows? May even get the. Uh, I mean, this is um, this is the best Oilers team they've had. Bing. This is the best team the Oilers have had. Like they've also got massive expectations and like. I think Andrew was saying, like, oh, if this had been the Oilers, they would have really liked it. And, yeah, I guess you could say, uh, but the fact that they're in Edmonton kind of hurts them. But I think they kind of wish that that McDavid could pull, like, a Gretzky and, and and be sent off to L.A. or New York or, heck, even Boston or, or Pittsburgh or just, like, an, a, or Chicago, like, one of those original six teams and, and play for them. Uh, that's kind of, like, the unfortunate thing that he's in Edmonton, even though Edmonton's got history and all this other stuff. But for, for the growth of the game, they probably would have wanted him someplace else. Uh, but, yeah. Are they yeah. in playoff contention right now? Oh yeah, that's like I said. This is the this Oilers team 
is the best they've constructed in a long, long time. They have a lot of high expectations. I mean, the West is going to be a gauntlet for the for sure. For like like all those teams are fairly comparable to each other, and the the whoever gets like the wild card spots can can easily up upset one of those top seeds. So I think the West would be way more way more uh, unpredictable than the east like the east i i don't want the panthers to face the bruins i want them to get that first wildcard spot we can stand with the canes we've already beaten them once this year so uh, i i that's i'm trying to avoid boston at all costs uh, but uh, and aside from that like i i i mean the bruins have just been up in a way just better than everybody else it's kind of why the second round is going to be really interesting because it's either the Lightning who've been the top dog in the East for the last three years, or it's the Leafs whose the Bruins are the bane of their existence. So that'll be a really interesting series either way. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other story, Andrew? Uh, yes, uh, Men's Frozen Four. Wrapped oh yeah, up that this concluded. Weekend. Did Knipiak uh, win? Yeah. Uh, Knipiak won. That was, I watched the tail end of that game, and that was hell of an ending. Uh, Minnesota was up 2-1 to one pretty late. Um, the Quinnipiac, and Minnesota was going for their sixth or seventh championship. Quinnipiac was going for the first in literally any sport. Not just hockey, any sport. Um, and so their coach pulled the goalie. Quinnipiac's coach pulled the goalie pretty early with like three or so minutes left in the, in the third period. It worked. Uh, that was a, a gutsy pull on his part um, to pull them pull him that early. But apparently that's his thing is pulling goalies early. So it, it worked here. Gutsy. Uh, they scored. They tied it up pretty late. Um, and then as a, and then they went into overtime and Quinnipiac scored in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the NHL shows were, were, were showing off the highlights of, of, of that. Yeah, so con- congratulations to... Knipiak. What are they? The Wildcats or something like that? They're some sort of cat. Okay, there we go. Bobcats. Okay, we're in hour 37. The Heat are losing, Charles. All right, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to talk about why I hate the play-in. Do it. All right, so I guess I'll leave it through. All right, (laughs) so I remember three years ago. Remember, the play-in was, for those who are not initiated... The concept of it was the, to get in the idea that seven and eight seeds are penalized, and the teams that are nine and ten seeds that have some star players that are basically five hundred under get an advantage. And this was, and that's just how I feel about it. So that I'm not even going to talk about theory. I'm talking about reality. And this was initiated during the COVID season. Why? Because at that time, to me, it might have made sense. Why? Because there might be a whole slew of teams that their best player got the Rona. So why wouldn't you want to give them the opportunity? And the way they did the structure was 7-8 would play, and then if whoever lost out of 7-8 would go against the winner of 9-10. and 10. So it does give 7-8 or eight loser an opportunity to get back in there again. 
I have always despised it. I, I know we love the thrill of it when the Warriors lost to whoever a couple of years ago, but if you look at the records of who is standing in place right now, like right now we're playing the Hawks, who are an eight seed. That is where they ought to be. It's fine. They're at like 500 on the record, 41 and 41. Whether or not they won or lost this match, because remember, they shortened the season to allow the playoffs, their, their, their record is indicative or indicative of or appropriate and proper of where they're at. So why is it that a 41 and 41 Raptors team, because what, they hate the tiebreaker, can't has to play the 40 and 42 Chicago Bulls? If anything, doesn't it make sense that eight and nine should just play each other? Really, right? I mean, when you look at that fair assessment, yeah. sure, maybe. But you look over in the West, you have the Lakers at 43-39, over 500, appropriate. You have the Timberwolves, 42-40, and 40, over 500, appropriate. And then it's just the Pelicans and Thunder. The Thunder are 40-42. and 42. The Pelicans are 42-40. and 40. And you want to do tiebreaker or best in, in record. And I bet you if you look at conference or division, division, this is the time where actually division games should matter, right? To help you, possibly. Mm. Or he's conference record. But you can sell me on eight and nine playing against each other because the whole thing is everybody gets an opportunity, but it's fair. But it's not fair because here's the thing about basketball. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, the under 500 team, 500 team, beat the team over 500. That happens all the time during the season. Even the best teams, the one seeds, lose to the 16 and 41 teams, man. Like, I hate it so much. Am I nervous by the fact that he are probably going to lose this game and then lose against the Bulls and Raptors? Sure. But the idea is that we shouldn't have to be in this position. No team. I'm not even talking about preferential treatment because the record speaks for itself. It, it was fine in practice for the Rona season. Sure. I didn't like it then, really. I don't like it now. And it, the only fair argument that you could tell me is players who have mid-season injuries that are star players that really are the Bradley Beals, for example, even though he can't seem to elevate the Wizards of his life dependent on it. But he's just my prime example. Or the Dane Lillards, right, if they weren't already sucking. But maybe they can come back to help out. Sure, but the play-in just doesn't hit the effect of what I'm looking for because the Bulls are just a cluster – I don't want to curse that badly, but they're a cluster buck – of bad talent that's misappropriately used. So what do they need to be for? Toronto, it's really just the Pascal Siakam, OG, and Obi show. And Nick Nurse doesn't even really want to be there anymore. The Atlanta Hawks are just a team in transition, as it should be anyway. So if they, they're they the eight seed, though, so they still get the chance. The Lakers are the Lakers, so good on them. They have star players. They would probably be higher if nobody was injured. But it's not like the seven seed's the depth seed for a team with that injury disparity. While we're talking about, like, those teams that are really just on the low end seed that couldn't make it, but they're just fake because they're last man standing, mm -hmm. then they're going to get slaughtered in the first round. But maybe sell me on eight and nine. Maybe sell me on eight and nine. Because here's the thing, too, guys. If you're the seven eights, you're not getting advantage in the home field anyway. So what are we doing here? Yeah. What, what's the whole purpose? You don't have division record, but conference record matters. But I'm sick of it. And I would still have this position if the Heat weren't in this position. Because at the end of the day, okay, we lost the AFC, fine. But you shorted the season for meaningless games. I'd rather just all teams get that non-additional game and just get the rest to prevent from any injury because we're dealing with old-ass bones Kyle Lowry. Um, and it, it's just no reward on it because I have, aside from that Warriors game, I think it was against the Timberwolves, right, where they got booted out. I'm thinking, mm. I'm speculating, I'm sorry, guys. But 
it, it really doesn't give me that feel good jollies because if the whole contention is supposed to be was well, a fair play and it goes to show that lower seeds can still be the, the one seeds, show me the play on teams that were under eight that won a first round out of the playoffs. Please. I don't think anyone has. So this is all for. I, I hate it. I despise it. I, I think the seeding is appropriate. I do not take the Lakers as being a pure seven seed because I think everybody's just injured and now they have the mechanics of what makes work for a LeBron James team. And but I it's, it's kind of like the they, they're trying to resolve a problem have. that kind of didn't really exist before. I mean, heck, was it the 99 New York Knicks were like injured to hell and they were an eight seed? But really, they they shouldn't have been an eight seed. They really were more like a two or three seed if everybody was was healthy. And they go off against the Heat, and you basically had a one versus two in the first round. But but uh, they got healthy at the right time. So this is kind of like a pro- yeah. I could see I could see yeah eight versus nine as a as a like a wild card game type of thing. And just okay, one game playoff. Sure. Sure, we'll see not? if you get the eighth seed. You know, it's a tiebreak. Yeah, because like the, the eight, like it just seems kind of. It's like oh, we're trying to create more playoff games, so you know, some some of these like mediocre to awful teams can can have like one more playoff game. But like you're the ten seed, you're not getting a home but, playoof game ever. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> you'd be lucky to make it to the to first kind of round. Play up. But that's the thing. It's also pathetic to kind of play up, you know, a nine seed or a seven versus eight and a nine versus 10 and a, a 10 versus a seven, for example, whatever the numbers are in seeding as something important. Really, it's just like, what if you just ran out of gas? I, I, I don't like it. I, I believe, despite what they say, it was an initiative put during the bubble season because the idea was anybody could have gotten the Rona. So, you know, with that protocol and safety that you had to do, there's, believe it or not, in basketball, folks, Sometimes your one-star player who's out for you know a couple games leads to a losing streak because you have built around that. I, I just hate it so much. I don't care if we're getting a bit blown up by 15. If we lost, we lost. I've always held this position where I don't feel good about it because it's just cheap thrills and no one's really enjoying it. Because I'll tell you what, man, ain't nobody on that Bulls team that I want to see. Ain't nobody on that Toronto team I want to see. Ain't nobody on you know the uh, the Thunder, the Pelicans that I really want to see. Zion's not even playing. If anything, it's a it's a tribute yeah. to CJ McCollum, who is carrying the mid flag over in Portland with Dame doing it from there. And then Oklahoma, can anybody name me a player besides Shea Gigliis Alexander? Go ahead, please. What's your coach's name? Because <laughs> the reason why these are rebuild teams, these are rebuild teams, or they're overbloated contract teams, because that's essentially what. Kind of like the Pelicans are, kind of what the Bulls are, right? You can sell me on eight nine. I would be okay with eight nine if it's a tiebreaker. But when you're under five hundred, we don't want to reward it. We shit, man. We gave that critique to the NFL when you had two seven nine teams from the the NFC South um, going in there with the, when it was the Panthers and a couple years back when it was the Seahawks. So well, maybe it wasn't a couple years back. It was more like ten years back. Damn it, I'm old. I, I just hate it. Mm. I always hate it. Do better. You know, the, the intent of it is fine, but they're going to keep it forever. I'm just like, I'm not going to watch the playing game. I'm not watching the – I'm not even watching with my own team. I'm playing Black Ops, man. I'm like, please. I hate it so much. Other news about basketball because I think I'll harp on it and transition there. The Mavericks are, uh, are out. There's accusations about tanking. It wouldn't surprise me. That team, you know, trade all the marbles for Irving and it didn't work out well. I think the bigger question is, is that I've said it before. I'm going to bring it back to it. Is Jason Kidd a good coach? And I've kind of said no, because when you look at the pieces he had in Milwaukee, and mind you, that roster wasn't fully bloated. They had a young 
um, blooming Giannis, who wasn't Giannis yet, and then Middleton, who wasn't Middleton yet. But the guys had some opportunities. So my whole thing is like, if you want Irving, that's fine. You, you're going to keep Luca, but do you need Kid? Just saying, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, other proponents of what I want to talk about. It's ridiculous that the Bucks themselves are that good when I can't say that any other players would be an exceptional, even Giannis. Um, and Giannis is still a great player by every means out and necessary, but it feels like that team's always slept on and it just surprised me. And then the last thing I want to touch about on it is the NBA race going from there, because I sent you guys the tweet of it where DeMarcus cousins of all people said it didn't feel right to say that three, uh, three MVP league MVPs for Jokic. Um, means that he's up there as great of all time or better to send us because he hasn't won any championships. And last year, we hated the Paris Aroforas or whatever mm. his name is. But you guys know me. Part of the problem is pe- my petty is too petty to allow me to be too petty. I have to be objective. The man's stats are out of this world. I don't care how many 30-plus games um, Embiid has had, I, and their seeding are both appropriate of where it's at. But Jokic as a center has dictated the entire pace of that team, and he he was so close to averaging a triple-double as a big. I think he's only under like point point six to get a full triple-double. That's, that's amazing. You know, and he was doing it the last couple times, and I was a little petty for it, but it's the same way how I felt about, you know, Harden when Giannis won, like, his second one, I said it should have been Harden. I can look at it objectively because it's the state of the game. So is the fact that we're afraid of – you know, it, it, it's are we a fact that afraid that the big man always win it? Because there's plenty of guys who are always in there. But is the fact that it's a high caliber level? Because if you're a player who revolutionized the position, which is what he's doing, and also let's give credit to Malone as well as the coach and the system they have, because aside from Jamal Murray, everybody else is just kind of like a bag man handing it over after you just uh, checked it out at the register, right? Anybody who's mm. in the grocery world. Um I think you have to give some credence and the idea is how far can championships go? Because we call Barkley one of the best bigs out there Man went to the finals once and then get there. And also it's the reality that it is a, at the end of the day, I won't say it's a 15 man sport in uh, basketball, but at least it's a seven, eight man deep. And he's mm-hmm. been to a couple of finals. He may never go to a finals, but I don't think, I think winning the, who's won multiple MVPs that are in the hall of fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that might be lower than you think. And it is kind of amazing because at 27 or 28, he's got it up for him to get at least three more. Because if you're the best at what you do and the best at that position, then you're the best. Right? It's sick yeah. to say that because I've yeah. seen uh, I, teams win it. Yeah. I mean, I I, I just – it just kind of goes to it, the it, – It's just so weird to see a former player say that. Yeah, I know. But he's kind of – it kind of sucks that he's kind of been into that – melt into that mindset of – of NBA discourse, which I think has been ruined by by ESPN and First Take, and yeah. uh, just just the all or nothing type of thing. Like, oh, he's got three MVPs. Okay, we have to talk about him being go. And like, really? Does it have to be that automatic conversation? It can't just be like, oh, well, he's an automatic Hall of Famer. There you go. We can put that into the into the conversation right there for for him. But I can't. I'm not going to be like, oh, goat and all these other things, but it's it's like, why are we talking about this right now, at this point? And it, it I, I don't I, want to I, chase Michael anymore, too. Yeah, that's that's, that's the other like. thing people it's are trying to shake that. Too. Yeah, it's always uh, going back to that conversation, and it's like, well, it's, can't guys just be good? It, it doesn't seem like it. like in other sports, 
uh, I mean, yeah, NFL, I guess you can say that too, but it's not as much as the NBA. Uh, nobody talks about it in the NHL. Nobody's talking about goats or anything like with McDavid or anything like that. Uh, or, or I know Ovechkin. Keto within six. My shit talk about the play back, play play in is motivating them. Mm. Uh, Ovechkin with with one for being down fifteen to uh, or Crosby. Nobody's like, oh, he's the goat. That that there's not really much NHL discourse with regards to that. I mean, yeah, some people are like, oh, well, it might be Gretzky or it might be Bobby Orr or it might be uh, Gordy Howe, uh, but nobody really gets into that conversation because different eras, different players. I think any NHL fans kind of. Find a good way to compartmentalize that thing, and then baseball. Baseball is just about the numbers, as much as anything like that. Nobody's really talking about goats uh, for the most part, aside from like everybody acknowledging Barry Bonds and things like that. But nobody really says the goats because there's several different mon like ways you can kind of uh, interpret that in baseball with numbers with eye test all kinds of stuff so it's really nba discourse which i have a problem with this conversation so you know demarcus fine boogie i like you and everything have fun in puerto rico but i don't know about this one man okay all right we're at yeah i just want to add i just yeah i just want to add something really quick it's semi-related this whole i i get that go is an acronym or an initialism for uh, no 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 it's an acronym uh, for greatest of all time, and I get that's a recent invention, but it bothers me a bit because when I was growing up, when you called someone a goat, it meant they were a scapegoat and they were on the hook for something and they were blamed for something that may or may not have been entirely within their control. You know, uh, Bill Buckner, he was the go. He was a goat. Um, so I, I still find it weird that people are using go in a positive connotation now. Um, well, I mean, it, that- it took me a while. It took me a while to get used to it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's. I guess it would. Be, it's a good thing, right? And you know, Bill Buckner's life was completely. Um, you know, it was horrible after that. Sheesh. Uh, another reason why you can hate Boston fans, and uh, I mean Steve Bartman, the same thing. But yeah, yeah, man, words change. It's the English language. You know, things change all the time. Cap means lying mm-hmm. now. You know, bet all kinds of stuff. So no cap. there you go. You gotta say like no cap. I've never heard anybody say cap. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I've seen cap. No cap. I've seen cap. I have not seen cap. But if I try and say, I'll be hell. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> I've only seen I've only seen no cap used ironically. Yeah. I, I watch a lot of stupid stuff on YouTube, so I hear no cap a lot. So the presidential tiers, mm. the presidential tiers use that a lot when they're in agreement. You're watching all those AI videos. <laughs> I, I I love it. Like yeah. you know, the, the I, I am past that point of needing it right now. Mm. But it, I, I'm gonna put it on blast now because I know we're gonna transition to the cage. It's gonna be short. Yeah, we're at hour. 54. The draft is coming soon. I'm never going to get my fast food draft. I, I promised you kids, we're getting the fast food tier. Yes. At we're, some point. we're doing. Oh, yeah. So this year, yeah, the NFL draft is like in two weeks, right? In two weeks. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I think we're not right. going to be doing a regular show that week. We're actually we're, we're going to make our show the NFL draft watch party because Charles had an idea of doing a video game character draft. Where we 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 
we do the first round. If there's three of us, then we get, uh, let's see, there's, let's just say 30 picks. We won't do like 32 because it's uneven, but we'll, we'll each get like 10 picks of, of like video game characters. Like we give our reasons, we're on the clock, that type of stuff. And then, you know, just have some fun with it. Uh, and you know, just have a theme to it this time. And, and, and I won't go completely insane because that's, that's my thing every year. I watch the NFL draft and I don't give a shit. And that's the whole point of me enduring. You cannot be more hurt than I, but you could not be more hurt than I was last year. So I want to hear that. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I survived last year. <laughs> that was great. Well, we had the cereal draft. We had the. That one I survived because of you. you know, yeah. Yeah, John Robinson did the Caesar to Charles draft. Yeah. And then uh, this one could be either the video game draft or I'm getting my fast food tier draft. I'm getting something yeah. draft out of this, okay? Because I, I look forward to it for the whole for the whole silliness because it is so unfiltered because it's telling us a, it, it, it's, it's satire, really, mm. where I can find more interesting to draft than prospective college players who are not even like half of them are going to be out of the league in five years. I know that yep. sounds terrible to say, but go look at the last true. couple of drafts and then come back to me and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, we're uh, hour 56. So let's, let's head on over to the cage and wrap this up. All right. I'm just looking at that, that score. We're down seven. So welcome everybody to your weekly Truplex the cage with Charles. Remember wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a song and dance. It's ballet. It's poetry and motion. It's a soap opera. It's men and women being the holy how of each other chasing legacies, establishing their legacy, chasing championships, trying to get over that mountain, get over the hurdle, and then dealing with that post-mania clarity, right? Um, it's a shorter show today because I emphasize so much on WWE. They're in they're in post-mania world. We're getting Cody versus Brock at Backlash. Roman's not defending the title. I'm giving you guys some insight on WWE right now so it's easier. NXT's on right now in USA. Go watch it. AEW Dynamite is going to be in Sunrise on the 26th of Wednesday, but I have endoscopy the day before. I yeah. was contemplating it. And that's before but, the um, draft because that's on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I have to also just sometimes, you know, be an adult. And I would, I'd be interested in seeing a Dynamite, you know, if they have a card. The matches are always quality because, remember, you get the you get that, but then also you have the tapings that follow afterwards for AEW Rampage and then Ring of Honor. So Charles will be getting like four or five hours. But I don't I, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I have some time off, but I'm already taking time off the day before because we have to see – What's up, burning up my stomach because it's not my love for Vince McMahon's mustache. I'll tell you that now. Bring it all together. But <laughs> WWE, real lightly on the points, they're in the transition phase of Mania to the next big bill for this next several months for Backlash in May for that they're going to have in Puerto Rico. Baboni is going to host it. I will probably have um, I'll be watching it with an accent that day. Uh, I have enjoyed him. I'm just saying, if I'm going to get my Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest versus and Dominic Mysterio match, I'm happy. I'm all for Hispanic Unites, you know, parenting, coming into getting the chonclas together, and I'll get my chonclas <laughs> with my uh, with my Bad Bunny music in the background. Raw had some issues yesterday because there was travel issues where people were delayed getting Seattle, so they had to kind of do a makeshift show. But the thing I kind of hate about Twitter, and you know I and follow us on the Twitter, FJOJR, Charles the True, Dan Frijole, Sports Goof, Sports underscore Goofs. Am I right? Did I yep. finally get it right? Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. I'm learning. Is how they'll let their paranoia, their fear of Vince McMahon coming back into place because there was rewrites of what was the original build matches of the night. 
And then, you know, half the people couldn't make it because of travel issues, but everybody's already speculating. Vince is ripping up the scripts because that's what he was known to do. Uh, I still think Vince is in play, of course, but maybe he's just like, all right, I kind of look like a dick with my dick dash or mustache, so let me ease up a little Hunter Technical. But Raw was better. Raw was better. SmackDown seemed to be better. You know, um, NXT is doing its own gig. So we'll see where it takes me. So there's on that. Uh, New Japan, I want to highlight it. There's a new... Decepticon champion, uh, aka New Japan uh, World Champion in Sonata. Sonata, who had left Los Ingobernables de Japón, joined the faction of Just Five Guys, which I'm hoping they rename, but I kind of love it, though, because if their ring gear is the red and white that Five Guys has, I'm all for it. He went against Okada. They have some history at Genesis, and my thing with Okada, he, was kinda, he feels like a placeholder champion because you have no idea how to make a big new star. Jay White left, and I like Jay White. There were some um, rumors about him going to WWE and that higher up screw that up. I never thought Jay White was going to WWE, despite what the info sessions be. I always felt that AEW, which is where he went, um, was going to have the best opportunity for him to thrive and have his own creativity and still be part of the international play of Bullet Club because he was a leader of Bullet Club before he lost some matches because he's still Bullet Club, but not in Japan. Right? He had to do the whole loser against New Japan match at some point. So Sonata won in a good battle against Okada. I think this is good because he changes look. Sonata had this whole beard, blonde beard, blonde hair. He switched it. He he, he looks like Kuryu, really, if you want some honesty. If like what if you had to put a professional wrestler as him, go ahead and type Sonata, S-A-N-A-D-A. And then you'd be like, man, that is Kuryu, Kazama, right in front of me. I, I like the look. I like the approach. He was wearing suits. He was taking it seriously. He was he was cracking some skulls coming into it. Him and Okada won it. And this is his first reign, his first meaningful reign with the championship. Um, I think that has a lot of importance because he wasn't really given a lot of good opportunities, in my opinion, when he was teaming with Evil for the tag titles or when he was going for the U.S. championship or the open weight or the never open weight championship. But this is interesting. This might be the new push for bigger stars because they need to get a little bit younger. Not the blonde hair, Sonata, as you see. That's from the old one. But yeah, that's the videos. This, this is on their official account, so there's less of them. Yeah, but okay. They're killing me. They're killing me because you'll mm. see them. You're like, damn. Um, but good for him. I'm kind of happy for it because I thought he should have won a couple of years ago when he won the G1 Cup. I think when he won the G1 Cup or was it the New Japan Cup. He just won the New Japan Cup. The G1 Climax is coming back. Not G1 Cup, but G1 Climax is coming back. There he is. Like, do you see him? Yeah. Is that not Kiryu? Like, I feel like it is. Uh, handsome, suave man, I'll tell you that. Um, so it's good. And then we'll get more excited to it. I, they announced the G1 Classic is coming in june i'm intrigued because i think you can get some AEW talent as well and ring of honor talent so that can give some diversity and they're going to be building new stars but this is a good step forward for new japan to kind of find its footing because it's got a, the product got very stale even though my boy shingo takagi we love shingo we love the last dragon was holding up a little bit um you know it's kind of tough and they also have the forbidden door it, I almost said for, Forbidden Door opening up, but it, yeah, I caught myself from saying that. But they have the Forbidden Door pay-per-view AEW in June. So a lot of things coming into play. And then Impact, um, Josh Alexander had to vacate the Impact title because of injury. I think I sent to you guys where his boy, his son was there, and he took the title away because he wanted to vacate it. A little bit tugging in the heartstrings. Wrestling is a soap opera sport, but it's going to be Kushida versus um, Steve Macklin for that title. Man, I like Kushida. Macklin, I, I I remember seeing him live at NXT when they came to Fort Pierce, and he was called to the main roster briefly, but then there was some politics that kind of screwed him over and Wesley Blake over because uh, Riker kind of said some stuff, you know, uh, about that uh, 
the, the pro jumper stuff coming in and that affected the people that was in that stable. So Macklin's probably going to win. I think he was going to beat originally um, Alexander before he got injured. You know, whenever gets beat raid shadow legends download now, as it just came onto my Twitch stream. So there you go. Look, I did my part kids and you can too, by watching wrestling and getting Vince McMahon fired, please. He's never going to get fired. and It's going to hurt my soul, but we hate him so, so much more than 600 different champions at raid shadow legends in game rewards. I'm just reading off the script there, bring it back to the real world. So impact may or may not get interesting. AEW, I already told you they just signed Jay white. Um, he's a big player, man. I don't know where he's going to fit into the story, but you, you can keep him as a main event exclusive right now. MJF, their, their AEW champion, is feuding with everybody. Feuding with Darby Allen, feuding with um, Jungle Boy, feuding with Sammy Guevara. They have enough potential to kind of um, make a multi-man match or let him go successfully against the Pillars. The storyline's still going there. Jamie Hayter's kind of at standstill right now for me. I know who she's feuding with in full, but I feel like she's kind of taken... The, the, the backdrop they have battle for the belts which is an additional hour programming on friday but i'm starting to get invested to watch again because i and this is where i'll highlight it i am completely for the blackpool combat club going against the elite the elite was who kenny omega the young bucks with their boy hangman adam page they split up obviously hangman went to go do other things be a champion when against kenny back in november revolution a couple years ago kenny and the young bucks were healed kenny was injured gone for almost a year came back they reunified got the trios titles but hangman was kind of their way in the wings not sure if he can join them back blackpool combat club consists of john moxley claudio Castagnoli, formerly cesaro um and then wheeler yuda and also daniel bryan he had just lost an Iron Man match against MJF. We don't know if he was going to turn heel or not. And then what happens was he went heel against um, Daniel Bryan. Oh, I'm sorry, against Kenny Omega, and then Paige, because everybody's injured, kayfabe. So Paige came out to go fight them four on one, and then you see Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, I said Daniel Bryan. My bad, Bryan Danielson, because he's not Daniel Bryan anymore. This is what happens when you don't script train you guys. I'm going to send him back to the writers and then fire them for it. But Bryan Danielson was on the mic was calling him amateur. He hates amateurs. He hates sports. Everything. It's all about wrestling. Like, I'm for this. Whether that leads to a blood and guts match, a stadium at the Stampede match, or just men being the holy hell each other faction, because anytime Brian Danielson's a heel, I'm a happy camper. He's just so good into it. He's one of the best wrestlers out there. I'm always a fan of watching it, but I like Hangman. I like the idea of the elite getting back together to beat the hell out of everybody. It really has a good story to portray, and it gives Moxley something to do that doesn't involve him being in the title chase, because that's where he was for so long, given everything that's going with CM Punk. Last week, FTR won the AEW Tag Team Championships against the Guns, but the Guns won me over. Even though the wrestling is not to my favorite, they still have to get seasoned a little bit. They came out the 50 Cent's Many Men, and um, it was just beautiful because it caused me to listen to the Get Richard Die Trying album. And if you had that effect on me, something is good because wrestling is about the touch points. So I'm going to leave it that the cage because I'm a segment to one thing that Andrew, or I'm sorry, that Francisco didn't have, the Frankly Frank. And maybe we should end up oh, that that's just right. one album. People are waiting. People are waiting. So why oh, not put it on something different than just just the wrestling segment? Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I forgot. I was distracted because the Marlins are spanking the Phillies and Luis Arias, who's been the best trade Kim Ang has had so far in her career. Uh he just hit for the cycle. So it's the first time Ooh. a Marlins player has done that. So it's been 30 years, and this is the first player to ever do it. So he's a beautiful, sexy Seriously, man. Seriously, the first time in franchise history? Yes, he's a beautiful, sexy, sexy Venezuelan man. So I'm, I'm so glad he's here. Uh, he's, oh, he's, we have a cold job, boys. 
Oh, we have well, another cold job. So we got a cold job. That I've got a new man crush with well, the Marlins. Just, you know just what? I'm not going to say it's a cold job because even though he gave up two runs, he only had three strikeouts. Mm, I expect okay. better of you. <laughs> I'm so happy. No, He's three and zero. His ERA is one point four zero. Alrighty. I'm not used to that kind of. Oh, and by box. the way, the Rays, the Rays are now eleven and zero. Oh Beat boy, the Red Sox seven to two. Baseball you know, is some good. Some teams in the AL East play real teams, and some teams don't. Sorry, <laughs> I had to take the jab. But frankly, Frank, like I like I said in the chat, Charles. Trash. I get that these aren't the best teams. Trash. Well, the Red Sox are trash. Eleven so that's and a good 0, thing. To go eleven and zero in any stretch at any point in the season is really impressive. Yeah, it's like the hey, first team know, since you know, eighty-seven to be ten and zero. You. Yeah, I told you outright. Uh, to we are. This is the. This is nineteen eighty. It just came up on screen. Nineteen eighty one. Uh, Oakland. Oh wow. Uh, was the last team to go eleven and 0, eleven and zero to start the year. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, all right. So uh, yeah, frankly, Frank. So the last two. Uh, uh, musical recommendations. I was able to get them in, especially Andrews. I got his in today. So, uh, Charles, you had suggested to me uh, Kavinsky, uh, the Reborn album. And Andrew, you had sent me Garth Brooks' No Fences. So we'll start with Charles. Charles, I felt like I was. Uh, you sent me uh, synth wave, right? So that's that's the that's the style of music, the genre that you you had sent to me. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I felt like I was playing Hotline Miami again, which is always a good feeling to have. <laughs> I mean, that's what the music's on. Like it just, I mean, it just took me back to, to Hotline Miami. That's a fantastic, fantastic game. So uh, the three songs that I chose from here was Zenith, uh, oh, I love Zenith, Trigger, and Renegade. So those are the three that I chose. Uh, Zenith makes me think about Cowboy Bebop's opening in a modern day setting. Not, mm. not, um, not, not tank, but just like any kind of that jazzy feel that they have. Yeah I, yeah, I got Hotline Miami vibes from it. I got uh, like Terminator One music vibes from it uh, for for a little bit as well. Uh, I don't know, all around, I, I I was I enjoyed it. I was jamming with it. Andrew, you gave me a tough one. <laughs> you gave me a really tough one. <laughs> you gave me country music, uh, and Charles was right. Uh, it's very it was very difficult for me to get through. But there was one song that I was that that slapped. I'm telling you right. So as much as I let me I, guess, I, I couldn't pick three. I couldn't pick three. I only picked one. But it, it, this one slapped hard. <laughs> uh, okay, which one was it? Uh, the thunder rolls. Yes, thank you. <laughs> ah, beautiful. You that beautiful song made me man. feel things, I mean, man. Listen to that song ago. That that song made me feel things, man. And he's talking about being in a place that you shouldn't have been. Ooh, man, that took me to some places that I should not have been. <laughs> uh, that mm. here, I want to. I want to tell you because there was another a, song that was in there uh, that I recognized. Where ah, 
it's another popular one from him that was in there that I recognized. I don't remember it. Let me now. guess. I got friends in low places. There we go. Yeah, that one. I listened to that, but you know, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I, that that wasn't for me. You know, my 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 baby mama hadn't left me anything like that, so I didn't really feel anything for that one. But I felt stuff with the thunder rolls. I the 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 storm uh, sound effects in it. Just the whole overall vibe of it. Mm, that slapped. It slapped real good. That's After- a banger. After the show, Francisco, I'm going to send you the link to the music video. I want you to watch that, and I want to listen to your reaction. <laughs> okay. All righty. I apologize for this, man. <laughs> but you got one country song out of me at the very least. There we go. Well, we're at two hours and 11 minutes. Well, again, like I, like, like I said, I'm sorry that I'm being so interrupting this mm. episode. I'm just actually into it. Mm. Um. Like I said, my goal is it, it. I mean, yes, I want you to hear good songs, and I'm picking songs that I think you'll enjoy. But more importantly, I'm trying to expand your musical horizon a bit and choose songs that I don't think you ever would have listened to otherwise. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of my main point behind it. Well, mission accomplished. I couldn't get three out of it, but you sure as hell picked. I got one, and that one, that one was one, baby. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, 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 in hindsight, I, I jammed hard with with the with Charles, like the entire Zavinsky thing. Like that one, I, I was like, okay, I could get through all of these. I uh, picking three was actually pretty hard for me with that one, and then, but then, like the other ones, I'm like, okay, but but Rolling Thunder was like the or the Thunder Rolls, whatever you want to call it. Uh, like that was the first one that 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 was on the the playlist that I listened to, and I was just like, "Oh, oh my!" It set my expectations way too high for the rest of the album, because <laughs> like the rest of it was like, "Oh, this is just country music. What is going on?" Uh, so, but man, that one slapped hard. I oof. I'm glad you enjoyed at least one song, and that is a really good song. Yeah, um, and like I said, I'm. I'm going after this show. I'm going to sh- send you the link to the music video, and I can't wait to see your reaction to that one. Well, all right, guys. So that's that's it for us for for tonight. So uh, bye bye. We'll see you next week, I guess. Peace. Take care. <laughs>